0: On the web, well. late one night, when I saw an announcement that gave me a fright, they're remaking all my favorite childhood stuff. So I started a podcast because enough is enough. It's the Nostalgia Cast.
1: Nostalgia Cast. It's news
0: about the past.
1: Nostalgia Cast.
0: It caught on in a flash.
1: Nostalgia Cast.
0: It's the Nostalgia Cast. <laughs> I'm your host, <laughs> who's never gotten past the first level in Super Ghouls and Ghosts and Boo Price. Notoriously <laughs> difficult game. I'm
2: so dumb.
0: It's so hard. They make it, they made those old games really hard because the game was only 30 minutes long, but people would play it for hours because it's ridiculously difficult. Mm-hmm. His eyes! What have you done with his eyes? Dialer Palo. Be afraid. Be very afraid of Kilby Joseph. No, no, that's not too bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> when there's no more room in hell, Buiss Elvius oh, wow. will walk Thank the earth. <laughs> and Deadbeats aka Kirk Pinchon.
3: Deadbeats! Buckshot!
0: <laughs> and you know what is so funny about that I is I didn't even plan this. But the pun of stop crinkling that. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my character. Dang! Thirty seconds in. Yeah, it didn't take long. That was such a dad. <laughs> <laughs> the pun of dead beats
3: also is fits with your costume. Oh, oh yeah! Because this is I. This is me giving up as a dad. Yeah, yeah. This is my costume. Right. I've given up as a dad. So
0: you're normally dad beats, but today you yes. become
3: dead. Beats. I'm, because I'm dead inside. Yeah, right? for Halloween. It's, yes, damn. love it. you
0: dead beat. So, of course, as you may have realized from that introduction, which, by the way, those were all um, taglines from famous horror
4: movies. Tell me what, did you guys plan that duet? Because <laughs> that was good. We never planned duets. I didn't mind it. We no, just
0: duet. I kind of assumed that you guys would just chime in and... Fill in those lines.
4: I was too in shock. I didn't know what <laughs> yeah, was happening. Like, okay. I threw a couple <laughs> of ad-libs in there, but I was like, yeah, this <laughs> there was so
0: good. Well, the, the ad-libs are ne- like, yeah, you need the ad-libs. The yeah, ad-libs yeah, make yeah. a track.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't help myself Pretty when I hear track. somebody singing. I got to do no, it.
0: No, you did it perfect. That was Thanks. exactly what I wanted to happen. Thank you. Um. So, uh, you know, it's it's obviously Halloween. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to be hearing this after Halloween because we're recording it on Halloween. And it's going to come out a couple days later. But today is All Hallows Eve. And we have a very spooky episode of Nostalgia Cast.
3: Yum.
2: Um,
0: spooky because it was actually a really slow news week. And I've been terrified of <laughs> the fear of this episode being boring and not having enough stuff to talk about. But I think we got some stuff.
1: It's not
2: going to be boring, man. It's lit. Yay. <laughs> oh,
1: thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the mood in here instantly shifted. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, before we get to
0: the show. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a couple corrections. Uh, this is absurd because this is a correction <laughs> of a correction. Um, last episode, I corrected myself and said the name, the pronunciations of the names of the bone characters. But whenever I did it, I misspoke and accidentally said. So I said that the, the 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 characters were phone bone is the main character, phony bone is one of his cousins, and I accidentally just a slip of the tongue said the third cousin's name was uh, Funny Bone, but his name is Smiley Bone.
2: And next week he'll say, it's not Smiley Bone. <laughs> At this point. So it's Frown Man yeah. Bone. I could just hit a Bone thugs in harmony in my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Word, that's what's, what's up, up, though.
0: Another slip of the tongue for me, uh, which technically, I, I'm really just being a stickler pointing this out because I didn't, it was, I just misspoke and I also sort of said the right thing later on. But I said that the uh, New Yorker, Adams Family comic, for, was from the 20s uh, but it was actually from the 30s. It premiered in 1938. Oh, nice. uh, but I just I, I meant to say 30s and I and I misspoke and I, and I said 30s later on but I just wanted to clarify that um, Also at one point when we were talking about the Terminator, uh, Tyler said uh, something about the Sarah Karna Chronicles the tel- the Terminator TV show and he said he asked if that was the first thi- the first thing that Amelia Clark was in right. and I said yeah but it was because i wasn't listening to him and i was just saying yeah to whatever he said but that's obviously not correct amelia clark played sarah connor in terminator genesis which came out in a couple of years ago 2014 or 15 um and uh, a different game of thrones actress was in the sarah connor chronicles lena Hedy.
2: i didn't know who i didn't know she was a part of game of thrones i just saw her and i was just like oh, okay she gets a little follow for the week see I might not follow her made you hop off the bike no. Nah.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no comment. That's an insider, man. No comment. You hopped off the bike? Nah, I would stopped the bike. You stopped yeah. it? I stopped it. I stopped it. I might get off. You bike.
0: you put the kickstand down. And... Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. So before we get to the stories, I wanted to talk about something. I I feel like the, in the at the top of the show, I tend to talk about like the negative aspects of nostalgia and how a lot of people utilize nostalgia as a very toxic thing to just kind of ruin the fun for everybody i'm going to make the opposite argument today so this story came out um a tech site uh i guess that just does like inspections of apps and digs into the code and finds little hidden things and like evidence of new updates and they kind of just get scoops on like oh this thing is going to happen or whatever uh, they discovered a new feature um, in the Netflix app, which is being slowly rolled out, um, and the feature is to allow you to speed up or slow down movies and TV episodes on Netflix. Um, in light of this, Netflix confirmed that this is a new feature they're testing, um, and they've rolled it out to a couple, a handful of Android users for their for the Netflix app. Yes. Um, so the immediate reaction to this was a backlash from filmmakers. Uh, many filmmakers responded with anger, including Judd Apatow and Brad Bird. Good Judd man. Apatow is a, you know, kind of a notorious uh, producer and director. He directed Funny People and This is 40. Uh, he created uh, Freaks and Geeks and um, Undeclared, uh, two cult uh, TV shows from the early 2000s. Um, And he produces a lot of comedies. Um, And Brad Bird is a director. He he's he's worked for Pixar for many years. He directed The Incredibles. Um, He also directed uh, The Iron Giant. And uh, he directed more recently. He directed uh, uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol Tomorrowland. And uh, what was the most recent thing he did?
5: Ghost Protocol or Tomorrowland?
2: No Ghost, Ghost, Pro, Ghost Protocol. Okay,
5: good. I was like, it was <laughs> <of> Tomorrowland, was fire. No, no, no. Tomorrowland wasn't fire. That Hugh was, Laurie was amazing. Nah,
2: Tomorrowland wasn't fire. But <laughs> Ghost Protocol is probably one of the best uh, action films. It was. <laughs> it was his. I
0: it heard. was his, his, his live-action directorial yeah, debut. Oh, that
2: guy. Good for him. Is so, that where? Is who is that, that? Brad Bird, you said. Brad Bird, yeah, yeah, he's sick. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert is He's that good. where is that where tom cruise
5: jumps into the basin of water and then goes into like the the coolant cells yes okay i
2: don't know
5: it
0: is it is no wait is it, it is it that one or is it's it the, the, one the, the next the one after it yeah it's the one with the sandstorm that's ghost protocol I'm, i can't remember i'm mixing together ghost protocol and uh the next one
5: oh there's oh okay
0: the one before fallout which I
2: rogue nation. I forget which one it is. Nothing has nothing has been better than Ghost Protocol since then. It's very good. Yeah. Um, nothing. S- nothing. I don't. No I don't, movie. No. Yeah, like, <laughs> well,
0: pop culture has not revolved.
5: I, uh, do you are you seriously thinking like that's the best action movie of the last oh, like, yeah. five years or something? Uh,
2: oh yeah. B- before five years, you haven't came seen to, John Wick Three. It yet? came oh, out. It wait. came out before. It came out when yeah, years ago. It oh. came out like maybe. F- Six years ago, something yeah.
0: like that. <laughs> you haven't, seen, you haven't <laughs> seen the John Wick franchise.
2: I seen um, the
5: first
0: one was just fantastic.
5: Yeah, apparently the second one's better, the best one. I, I, I'm gonna go back and watch.
0: One. Um, so uh, let's see. So, a- so Apatow said, um, uh, "Don't make me uh, have to call every director and show creator on earth to fight you on this. Save me the time. I will win, but I will take it. But it will take a ton of time. Don't fuck with our timing. We give you nice things. Leave them as they were intended to be seen. Um, Brad Bird, you know." issued similar statements. Uh, Aaron Paul, uh, who plays Jesse Pinkman (laughs) in Breaking Bad and most recently was in El Camino, which was a huge Netflix um, original movie, which uh, has done crazy numbers for the, for the platform. Did it? Um, Yeah.
4: Oh, wow. Netflix put out numbers. Yeah, they do
0: when they do when they're good. Okay. Otherwise they are, they play them close to the hip, but when they have a huge success, they talk about it. Um, he, sa- he tweeted and said, uh, there is no way Netflix will move forward with this. That would mean they are completely taking control of everyone else's art and destroying it. Netflix is far better than that. Am I right, Netflix? Uh, so him obviously trying to flex his power a little bit uh, and be like, hey, I was just in like one of your most successful movies ever. Maybe uh, listen to me. Um, the new trial feature captured above and current uh, – the new trial feature um, – currently only available on a small subset of Android devices, allows viewers the opportunity to play content from 0.5x, the regular speed, all the way to 1.5x. It is more widely used in podcasting, allowing listeners to consume episodes at a greater speed. There's two things. The first thing, which I'll say first and foremost, just to get out of the way, is I hate this. I hate this. But rather than just say I hate this and fuck this and this is like a fucking travesty or whatever, I really want to talk about... The meaning of this and what this means about content, about entertainment, about media in general, um, rather than just be negative about it and just really just go off on how this sounds like <laughs> such a horrible desecration of, uh, the art form of, of movies and television. Um, I really want to talk about what this means because th- this is something I've thought about several times over the past couple of years, um, and I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Uh, so, so uh, not too long ago, uh, I was I watched uh, the Amazon Prime original series, The Boys, and I was texting with my friend about it uh, because I've noticed that a lot of times in these like streaming service shows, like original content for Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon, they dump a bunch of money into them. So they spent they spend probably you know comparable budgets to like real movies for some of these things. But I've always noticed that it seems like with streaming services, because they come from a more kind of like data driven business perspective, I think that they approach the craft of making movies differently than traditional studios do. And I think, you know, with traditional studios, they all gravitate around this model of making movies that is, that dates back to the old, you know, studio uh, model where you know there would be all these different movie studios like the Warner Brothers and Paramount and all these things. And and you know back in the day, back in like the twenties, thirties, forties, um, you had actors who worked at these studios. And you know, you worked for Warner Brothers. So you had a contract and you would just crank out movies. So the three Stooges, you know, they worked for uh <coughs> Warner Brothers and they would just regularly create Three Stooges pictures, and you know they 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 were they were employed by the studio, and they had a contract, and they had an expectation of making a certain number of movies over time. And eventually, that was sort of busted up because uh, people just didn't like the people didn't like the way that studios, uh, certain studios, were developing sort of a monopoly over over the entire system with that model of doing things. So they kind of busted it up a little bit and it kind of slowly transitioned into the current model, which is you have studios. They sort of hire, you know, they, they hire directors, some directors can tend to work more regularly with certain studios and they can do picture deals with studios, but you know, they don't work for the studio and the actors don't work for the studio. They once again can do multiple picture deals, but ultimately You know, you you work independently, you have an agent, you have a manager, and they uh, work uh, as an intermediary with the studio to get you the best deal possible, as opposed to the old model where studios just hired you and then they could pay you shit because it's like, this is your job, you know, do it or you're fired and where else are you going to We'll blackball you from the industry and nobody else will hire you. So they've, they've shifted it to be a lot more fair to directors and writers and, and actors. Still far from perfect, but it's definitely better than the way that things happened back in the day. Um, so uh, I think streaming services, because they are not beholden to that history of process, they approach these things differently. And I think they come from a more business and data-driven perspective. And as a sort of byproduct of that or a casualty of that is – one major thing I notice is lack of attention to detail. And I think that with traditional studio films, I think they have a lot invested in attention to detail. Even even the worst movies that are made still have this baseline of attention to detail, where they have whole teams dedicated to continuity and making sure that things make sense. Um and I just noticed little things with streaming service original content where I'm just like, yeah, there's clearly nobody paying attention to that. And the thing that stuck out to me with the boys when I was watching it, um, there's one scene where it's it's these are such weird little nitpicky things. These are not going to up, uh, these are not going to come off to you as like, oh, that is a problem. They're such small details. But there's a scene in the boys when the the uh the main one of the main characters, uh, this, this, this act uh, this character, I forget her name in the show, but her superhero name is Starlight. And the show is sort of about um her, she's like a an independent, fledgling superhero that's trying to get hired to be one of the seven, which is this huge corporate-backed superhero team that's basically like the Justice League, if the Justice League was like owned by Facebook or something. And it's like a it's a rigorous and prestigious process to be hired to become one of this team. And so sh- there's these tryouts and it's it, essentially like becoming an actor or a movie star. So the day that she gets the call that she's getting the job as one of the seven, she's wearing like a hoodie. she's wearing a, she's she's wearing like a like a hooded sweatshirt and she's got the hood up over her head. And I think the, the thing they were trying to convey is that she was kind of depressed and down because she thought she thought she messed up her audition and wasn't getting the job. So she was kind of moping around her house. She has, you know, she has this kind of like frumpy kind of like sweatshirt on with the hood up. And then her mom gets a call on the cell phone and she's like, uh, it's for you. And it's, it's uh Vought, which is the company that owns the seven. And so she jumps up and she grabs the phone and she puts the phone to her ear. But. Over the hood, and she talks to them with the phone stuck to the side of her head with the hood on. And it it took me out of it because it, it was such a small detail, but it was that little element of realism of like, logistically, she should have stuck the phone under the hood to her ear. She wouldn't be able to hear very well over the hood. And it's such a small detail that clearly there was nobody there to be like, Let's do that again. You need to put that under the hood because it'll make more sense logistically. And I think that they just don't do that in these shows. And I was talking to my friend about this and he said that he noticed it too because we're both like kind of similar in terms of like eagle-eyed, like paying a lot of attention to small details and things like that. These are things that would only bother people like me. But he said, you know, he noticed it too. And he thinks that it's not that they don't spend the money on – paying it that close attention to detail it's that with like binge culture and the way that shows are just made for you to just like like watch all 10 episodes of a season in like one sitting and get through it as quickly as possible watching movies and tv has become less about enjoying the movie for what it is and it's been it's become more about cramming as much data into your brain as possible Like now it's all about just like how much stuff can you download into your mind? How can you maximize your time and just cram as much stuff into you as possible? And that's and that's just something that's happened slowly over time with like binge culture and things like that. It's like it's less about sitting and like enjoying a film and being like, oh, like I thought that this part was so subtle in the way that they did that or whatever. And it's just cramming like plot into your mind. And I think a lot of people – watch things now like that, where they don't care as much about the little details. They don't care as much about the pacing of the movie because that's the issue with this. The issue with this speeding up thing is that if you watch, a, th- if you somebody has made a thing and it is made to their exact specifications of this is how you're supposed to watch this. Filmmakers are very concerned with presentation. They want, they have an exact way that they made in a movie. They have an exact vision of how it was made and how it was supposed to be viewed. And they want that presentation to be passed on to the viewer as accurately as possible, which, was, which is why a lot of times, you know, directors who really care about these things, they send special instructions to movie theaters and they say, like, present it at, in this way. Yeah, I It has to have the brightest bulb. I, I talked about this last episode with, like, the movie theaters showing movies with, like, dim bulbs and things like that and i think it's starting things are starting to become less about that and it's starting to become more about like how much stuff can i cram into my mind and people just want to watch shows because they just want to get through it they just want to find out what happens and move on and uh i think that in that way entertainment is fundamentally changing in terms of how people experience it that's my that's my theory um based on the story i told based on this news and based on in just in general little deep little subtle details and things like that that i've noticed over the years um so i mean what do you guys what do you guys think about that
4: i would agree with that only because like technology is changing i forgot what it's called but it's kind of like a balance like as technology grows it's gonna affect us as people how we consume and do everything
5: right. uh, i was having a conversation with somebody earlier this week we were kind of gotten got onto the topic of uh, podcasts and regular TV shows. And we were realizing that people are kind of watching shows on Netflix and Hulu and these places like like podcasts. They're really more just entertainment in the background just to listen to and kind of consume like you were saying. And I think it's more because these shows and the way that social media has been making them into like uh, cultural events, like if if a good show is out and everybody shares it, it becomes more than just a fad of watching this show. It's like The Office you're gonna go back and keep watching The Office, not just because it's a really amazing show, but because everybody loves it so much, and there's always gonna be new like social interactions that you can have from watching a- another episode of The Office. Like you're gonna be able to go, did you see when Michael did this or that? It's like these things are are made for more of just the consumption, not the not the art of it. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that The Office is one of those things, but the way that things are going, I think you're right that it is more about
3: consumption than art. I think the. Uh appeal might be and i i don't like it either but it's the idea that especially nowadays everything is in the, the power of the consumer so it's like let's give the consumer what we want right if they want to watch it faster let's let them watch it faster let's do it why not so what who cares it's content we'll always have more content right let's just let them so it's giving the consumer a little bit of power to be like oh i can watch it at any speed i want uh, I don't care if it fucks with the art because I'm watching it how I want. And that's yeah. all that matters in the end. And I, I think that's, I mean, that's fine. I think everybody should watch art uh, or, or view art the way that the uh,
5: artist intended at first. But if I don't think you should be like chastised for wanting to watch it at one and a half speed.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing, so f- for me, it's like, personally, I highly disagree because I think With podcasts, it's different because I don't care what speed people listen to this because we're just having a conversation. This is just information. If you could be like Alan Strange and just touch your computer and download everything we talk about simultaneously in one moment, I wouldn't care because this really is just about us talking about things and delivering information. And there's no concept of pacing or, oh, the way that we had that conversation had this subtle, Um, this subtle dynamic to it that you really have to stop and enjoy. We're just talking. So people can listen to this at five times speed if they they can understand what we're saying. Uh, But movies and TV shows are very deliberately created with a deliberate pacing of like, this is the way that this is intended to be watched. You're not getting the same experience and you're not getting the intended experience by doing anything to it, slowing it down, speeding it up, anything. Um, you're, 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 you're fundamentally changing what the thing is. Uh, and especially in the case of speeding it up, you're changing it from a thing to be watched and viewed and enjoyed. And you're, and you're transforming it into a, an information delivery system. And that information is just the plot of the movie. But the thing, you know, that you'll learn a lot with a lot of, uh, you know, you know, if you, if you get it all into the craft of filmmaking or writing or, or screenwriting or whatever and a lot of the viewpoints of directors and writers and things like that is like the plot is the least important part of the movie. The, the, that, that's the part that is just has to be there so that there's a story to get from A to B. The important part of a movie to most filmmakers are is the characters, their growth, and the way that story is told um, from a pacing cinematography um, and uh, you know acting perspective. So I think that is why a lot of people, especially filmmakers, are taking exception to it because they're like to a person that makes a movie, they're like finding out what happens at the end is the least important part. I, that's not what I care about you knowing. I care about you watching this thing and enjoying it for what it is. So to turn a movie that you made into just a delivery system for getting to the end and finding out the the twist of a plot or whatever is just so fundamentally against why people make movies that I think, you know, number one, it's perfectly understandable why they're upset about it. And number two, I personally feel like it does defeat the purpose of why people, most people make movies.
3: Yeah, because you're I now, think- you're now doing it to just consume it. You're not. Like there's a difference between oh I'm going to take this existing piece of art chop it up mess with it and create a new piece of art with this you're not doing that you're just consuming it at a faster rate almost just to be done with it you don't really care yeah. how it's presented you care about just getting it done I mean
5: that's a that's a it's it's 1.5 speed guys it's, it's sure it's messing with the timing, but I feel like you guys are blowing it out of proportion. I wouldn't
3: say that at all, because I, if you're talking about comedy, comedy has a very specific it's all about rhythm. Sure, it's yes. all about the timing. That's, and the, like, the subtlety of the but timing
0: if, is, is very important, down yeah. to the millisecond.
5: Sure, that's fine. Okay, but the way you guys are talking is like you would rather just shut Netflix down and not let them do this at all. Like, these people want to, or Apatow wants to literally call every director and stop and make them do the work to stop Netflix from doing this. It's like, just let people do it the way they want to do it. Make what you're going to make and trust that your your audience, the people who really do enjoy it, are going to watch it the way you want it.
0: They won't, though. Th- that's not that's not up to you. It is, though. If you made the movie, it's your, oh, it's it's up it's to your Andrew. movie.
5: Okay, yeah. It's 100% They're the putting Andrew. it out. They're putting it out the way it goes. The audience gets to choose at what speed they get to watch it.
0: It, it doesn't matter yeah, you... but if if I if I made a movie and I in this way I saw that Netflix was taking away my power to present and once again I will I will stress that you can presentation is the most important thing to a filmmaker. <sighs> they are so minutely concerned with presentation. It's the most important thing once they've made the thing, the the presentation is the most important thing. If I made a movie and I and I saw like, oh Netflix has has taken away my ability to show my movie to my audience in the way that I want to, I just wouldn't put my movie on Netflix.
5: The entire idea of streaming fucks that that idea up. The fact that you can pause a movie mid movie, stop the entire train, and go to the bathroom and and miss and and miss that feeling that you got from watching it from beginning to end without a break it ruins the entire pacing. So the fact that you can do those things in general,
0: I agree with that. I never go to the bathroom while in the middle of watching a movie. Sure, but should you be stopped? for... What, did you just roll your eyes at me about this, Stephen? <laughs> yeah, come on. Listen, we know. Listen, you are I, you. In two thousand eight, oh, I went to I went to see Scott Pilgrim versus the World with my then girlfriend and a friend of ours, and in the middle of the movie, during I think the 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 Patel fight, the first fight, she asked me to go get her popcorn. And I said, no. And she got mad at me. And it got to the point where I was like, I have to go do this or else this is going to be like a doghouse situation. So I got up and went and got her popcorn. And I'm still mad about it. (laughs) I'm still angry that this happened to me. If
5: you went to the movies and you don't buy popcorn before, break up with that person if she's going to ask you to go afterwards. But... That still doesn't mean we should stop Netflix from doing what the audience may want, especially because they're just making money on top of money anyway. That's all they want to do. They don't care about directors. Like You guys are asking for a lot from people that don't give a shit.
3: I guess what's just what is other than the ability to consume faster? Mm -hmm. What does it have to offer?
5: Listen, uh, uh, you guys all are. I mean, people that really enjoy movies the way you guys are talking about. May enjoy watching them that way, but if I could have watched um, that fucking drive movie faster, I would have. See that is that I the whole, That is it, the worst. I don't, I don't give a shit. That is I don't, the worst director thing I've ever. Heard. Who did that? Who who did it? That is the worst. Who directed it? You don't get to know. It doesn't matter because it fucking sucked. And it was so slow for no reason. Oh my God! I, it was just boring, Can't and I didn't fucking like Tyler. it. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> with you're fired. What I'm saying is, like, it it just it's opinions. Like, it, sure, the artist wants yeah, it but to it's be not, seen this way. It's not for you, and fuck okay, you get out of <laughs> space. If, if it's not for you, don't watch you, the movie. Don't watch and get it. What do you mean? It? Okay, so why is it leave, any leave different between? This, watch it the way you want. Leave this perfect, amazing movie alone intent. and get away from it. But it doesn't change it for anybody else but me.
3: Yeah, so don't watch it. Why? Just, I want to. like it. Is is watching a movie that you so vehemently hate faster going to make you like it more? It's just going to make you get through it faster. No, I might like it more. If, really, I, I honestly think if it was you a little faster, you I would have. A little faster. The vehement you've had right now, I'm try, I'm the, trying, I'm the absolute thinking, what hate what you've of? had for this movie in the past thirty seconds. It's not hate.
5: I okay, hate. Yeah, wait, okay, hang right. on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rewind right. that. Because, that I did. I did say hate. Yeah. I I think. The movie sucked because it was so slow and that's why I don't like it. But the Speaking point of the of,
3: movie is supposed to be slow. It's supposed it? to be slow. I did, so I, I, I just that's and if fine. you don't like that's, it, then you can go, that's great. I don't like it. I'm right. not gonna if watch you, it. If
0: you don't like it, you can go watch fucking TikTok videos or whatever somebody with like the worst attention span Someone's possible does. Oh, great hey.
3: Remember <laughs> what you were about last week is be nice to people.
5: That's not what he meant. That's out that's that's that. out the door. <laughs> <That's>, um <laughs> I said I don't know. I, just I think, said I nice, think you guys
0: are. I think you guys are. I said be nice to people about having an ignorance of information that they don't need to know. I I didn't say be nice <laughs> to people about have about having the information and being so wrong about it.
5: <laughs> All, right. All I, I was like, do you think? Do you think that like people taking art and making it in, and and like putting a putting a like a
3: a filter over it is is wrong no because you're changing something. it's a different thing it's a change you're, you're changing it to make a new piece of art like that's uh. what like andy warhol did okay so that's so what so me fast
5: forwarding did. it isn't making it no you're just consuming
3: art. it faster you're not changing the art you're making it go faster so you can go done that's fine that's so fine. you're not appreciating
4: right. it is what you said. i guess you're just, i, I guess
0: i mean that's actually a good jumping off point of like so did you, i feel like you were trying to say something did, did you were you trying to say something lewis
4: i was gonna say do you guys see a way? Maybe filmmakers, filmmakers, and directors will see this trend and go, "Okay, what can we do to at least, you know, compensate for that?" If they, for people they do do it, it the faster?
5: timing isn't too crazy or too different. Yeah, I mean, like,
4: how, how can they keep that in mind? Like, okay, people might watch this at one point five speed. What
3: can we do on set to? Yeah, that's see. Now that's interesting, and I think that makes it even harder for the filmmaker because, like, again with comedy, there's very <laughs> specific rhythms, and they're like, "Okay, great, you got the comedy. We got it. We've got the rhythm." And then all of a sudden they got to go. Oh, wait a minute. We got to take into account someone might watch this faster. Now we have to rejigger the whole thing because some other people might make it faster, which just seems stupid.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing about that. <laughs> this is why this is a problem because we're talking about our opinion of like we think that movies yeah. should be enjoyed. But this is why it's actually a problem. When you give people an inch, they end up taking a mile. The 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 the, the long term long tail butterfly effect result of making this. Um, compromise is that it normalizes it and then people are going to start making movies faster because they're like oh we got to keep up with people's and then yeah. and then it's just a snowball effect to the point where we're just we just become an idiocracy world where it's like the show called nut kickers where it's just like guys getting kicked in the nuts and that's the most popular television show on the on yeah. in the world
5: uh that's a that's a i think you're letting your cynical view of it uh really send it to a bad place i think it's just but that's i not, just think it's just like, an evolution of here's of, why of, it's not cynical and why it's totally consumer driven gr- totally rooted content. in fact in the
0: in the uh, early 2000s there was a writers strike mm-hmm. and during that writers strike the television the the cable stations and the television networks were basically like fuck like no, nobody can write anything so they started doubling down on reality television because it was unscripted, so they could still do that. And in the process of doing that, in the process of doubling down on unscripted because the writer strike was going on, they went fuck. People are cons- like eating this shit up, and that event directly led to reality television becoming as culturally huge as it is. And now we live in this fucking post, uh, post um, writing world where. Reality television is not only the most popular type of content, but it's the easiest and cheapest. So there's like no reason. And so it's just it's an exponential growth of like as time goes on, there's just going to be that stuff just becomes more and more of a precedent because it's cheap to make and people eat it up. So that that is the snowball effect or the give people an inch. They take a mile effect.
5: I I just think you're a cromogen old man. I feel like Kelvin. It doesn't like you're just afraid
4: it like change. This is like your world. So like, what do you?
5: Oh yeah, that's a that's a good point. Quiet this whole thing. Is it going to stop you from making films, Kelvin?
4: But you you're you're saying
0: that, but you you're just you you have you're very selective about that because you've you've multiple times been been like when we're talking about these things been like oh i don't want them to ruin my child like you've said that phrase multiple it's like you're yes so, but you're what i'm saying i would never i would never want to change i would never go
5: change. i would never go don't make me call everybody i know and get you to stop doing this thing because i don't like the way that things are changing so you're saying that some so you're saying that Just there's fucking you're saying there's there's
0: it. never a moment where somebody has to stand up no and do that's something that's to, fine to make sure some,
5: sure but once you make your art and you put it out there The world's going to change it. There's nothing you can do about it. All I'm saying is you shouldn't infringe on other people's ability to do whatever they want with with it after it's on a platform that you fucking sold it to. If you don't want them to do what what they do, don't give your art to that platform. You should not be able to infringe on people's ability to do whatever the fuck they want on this platform, especially when it's just fucking a a 1.5 increase in speed. It's like you guys are making everything harder for people who want to do things a different way. And I understand that you guys, you guys don't like the fact that the art is changing and it's not going to be consumed the same exact way. And I agree, art should be consumed the way that it's intended. But after, I mean, but if they're not gonna do that, you should not be able to tell people they can't do it the way they want.
2: I have definitely answered the phone over my hoodie.
5: <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up, but you can totally hear. Over I'm your not hoodie. saying I'm not saying you can't <laughs> hear. I'm saying that it's a
0: it's a thing that is in a movie because movies are hyper realistic things tend to stick out it is best to avoid it's best to avoid things like that
2: she could probably hear really well
0: but that's but you're not thinking about the logistics of that like that when you're when you're watching it and in that moment it takes you out of it because it makes you think about it because it's it's odd
2: in a way
3: no. i'm disappointed i, I think I, you're a cool guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not a cool look Oh. it's not a cool I'm joke, gonna man. tell you
2: something about being cool okay because I need lessons you can do anything you want so long as you do it cool fair enough also YouTube has had this option for like seven so years long. and nobody does anything with yeah. it no one is gonna play it back at hyper speed so we exactly. can hear the movie sound like monks
5: yeah and and, and on, a, on a longer I don't think it's gonna last I don't think people use it enough I don't think the rollout's gonna be successful it's oh, just it's- what if the people who listen to it at that
4: speed for them the timing makes sense? Well, okay. so,
0: so this is the thing about that. This is this is me playing devil's advocate to my own self because on one hand, I have the viewpoints that I've sort of espoused so far. But on the other hand, two things. Number one, uh, Tyler, the creator, rapper and music producer, um, he has talked about in a lot of interviews, he uses a lot of time-pitched um, effects on his sampling and his vocals a lot of his vocals are either sped up or slowed down. And a lot of his sampling is taking existing music and speeding it up or slowing down. And a lot of samples are sped up or slowed down to fit into the, the BPM of whatever the beat is or whatever. And he said a lot of times, no, first of all, number one, he says that the reason why he speeds up and slows down vocals (coughs) a lot is because he just hates the sound of his own voice and wants to change it. But also another thing is he said that growing up throughout the years, he likes to listen to music slowed down. And he's like, I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but I just like it better. I I, I listen to all my music slowed down. And, they have a and, whole wave.
2: It's Chopped and Screwed, Houston, all that stuff. It's yeah.
0: And for him, that's the way he likes to listen to the music. Um, and another thing which I, I introduced Kirk to the other day. Oh, it's a revelation. Is uh, Vaporwave. Which Vaporwave is a, it's, it's kind of a meme and it's kind of a joke. And there's this sort of like half joking, half serious satire behind it of like, it's a, it's a satire of consumerism or whatever. But in reality, literally what Vaporwave is, is just music from the eighties slowed down and Hmm. it transforms it and makes it a new thing. It makes it like, okay, you like this eighties music, you like this song or you like this vibe or whatever. And you slow it down and then it's like, it's just kind of like a different type of thing. And it's a different type of thing that's also enjoyable. It's a
3: new piece of art, which is what we're talking about. It's a new piece of art as opposed to going 1.5. You're not creating new art with it. You're just making it get to the end faster. So wait,
5: if you did a 1.5 on a song, not new art.
3: What? No. If you listen to
5: a song at 1.5, it's not new art.
3: But if you listen to a a song at negative 1.5, it is art. No, you're missing the point. You literally one. just no, said, no. playing devil's advocate, he did. Uh, one is creating, <laughs> one is taking something and creating a new piece of art.
5: I'm not, I'm not talking about taking a piece of a song and speeding it up or anything like that. Just like Tyler Creator listens to, song, listen to songs slower. Yeah. How does that make it new art? I'm not talking about Tyler oh, okay. gotcha, gotcha. I'm not gotcha, talking about gotcha. it. Okay. I'm talking that's about what I was confused taking,
3: about. Sorry about that. What's the thing that you introduced me to that I love? Vaporwave. Vaporwave. That's taking an a, an old piece of art mm-hmm. and and manipulating it to create a new piece but of But
5: nothing's art. changed
3: except the speed of it's, the song. But it's become a different thing. It
5: like just it because it's a slowed,
0: meme, it's, slowed, it's down down so no, much because it slowed down so much. It between. takes fast-paced pop music and turns it into like slow jams. It makes
2: it a new song. Yeah. I think Tyler's point and your point is that it works for music, it doesn't quite work for film. Is that is that the it, point though? That cuz for film it's it, uh, there's all uh, this it pacing could be, and it things could be, yeah. that are
3: yeah. That's a it, that's a very fair point. It's so, two
2: different. It's two different art forms. To be in the
5: middle, kind of you would, and I, I, I would definitely agree to this. You, <coughs> you wouldn't speed up a comedy, a comedy set. Obviously, no, because I, that's all timing.
2: It's all timing. Okay,
5: yeah. so it's it is. It's just like a gradient from from movies to, or from music to movies. It, it gets uh, slowly less or, or more taboo to do it, or less uh, successful. On also, the f-
0: also for anybody viewing this as a video podcast, it just occurred to me that this entire time that I've been like laying out (laughs) these really serious points, I just look absurd. Yeah. uh, So please still take me serious. For
5: audio viewers, you you look delightful.
0: I'm dressed as a skeleton.
5: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, I'm, I'm, what is it called? I'm just a terrible person. (laughs) Terrible person. Yeah. I was looking for a trash mouth. There it is. I, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just, it's it's a lot of complaining for something that is, uh, that has, that literally is just up to it. the person Wait. watching it. And when
4: no you guys no guys one's going to use it. Really. When, you, when you guys say the timing for movies, you mean the audio or the visual aspect of it? Everything. It's, it's Everything, of Everything. It's, it's, all
3: okay. it's all combined. It's all
0: combined. Especially like, comedy. Yeah. Comedy is all about timing. It's all about like, if you say, if you say this and this and then this could potentially be way funnier than if you said this and then this. Right. That yeah. timing is like, it, it's all, everything is in that yeah. timing with what makes things funny and not funny or effective emotionally. It's all
3: in the timing.
4: I think some people just be confused on the idea that like, where does the timing go? Even though it's sped up, like the person is still delivering at it, the same time. It becomes, still- it,
3: it becomes incrementally less funny and it's, I, it might not be like, oh, they sped it up. So it's not funny. But there's so much involved with like pauses and silence in comedy and then raising it and lowering it. So there will just be an overall like, this comedy sucks. Uh, this is not. They're not being funny. And it's like, no, it is funny. You've just sped it up a little bit to, to a, mess with it.
0: A perfect example is the joke that Kelby just made where he he basically sat in silence listening to all us argue about this thing and then when it got silent there was a little bit of a pause and he went to say like he was going to speak on what we were talking about and then but instead he said i can hear my phone over my hoodie just fine that was that joke and the the reason why it was so funny was all in the timing of it he waited he sat and listened to this long thing he brought back a thing that was referenced at the beginning of the conversation so he subverted com- expectations of what he was going to say and there was a little bit of a pause of silence before he said it and if we if if we listen if you listen to this sped up it's going to lose a little bit of why that was funny in the moment because it's going to be too fast That's too,
4: the I'm pause will still be there right yeah oh but
0: it'll God. be it'll it's it'll still be it's, shorter, it's a short yeah, it's a shorter pause
5: yes agree with andrew on this but i still think it would have been funny if, if we immediately go what do you think about this kelby you definitely are in the industry and he goes yeah i, I answer my phone over my hoodie if there was no pause it still would have been no hilarious. it's funny with the pause you got you don't know because the pause was there you could you what, don't know but it doesn't matter because okay we what, didn't write what this scene what we're as talking like a...
0: about is the specific way that what he said was funny okay if sure we speed it up the thing is if you as you speed something up everything is relative to itself so or relative every moment of something is relative to each other so as you speed it up, the gaps in between <clears throat> things get shorter and shorter. If we crush this to a certain um, uh, speed, then there,
2: there would be no pause. The pause would slowly disappear. You want to know why no one's going to really use this? because netflix doesn't work that well on android phones anyway that's true that's right? 100% true it's, it's not gonna be working on that good
5: yeah that's my bigger thing netflix work on your fucking app more than your uh added add-ons like yeah, no one's gonna nobody use it. gives a shit about that's that you, that's that's i want to be able to it's, watch it, it without buffering
2: it's Just, been on youtube not even forever easy, and the only time <laughs> i've ever used it on youtube is when i'm listening to a song and the comment is like listen to the song at speed and then you listen to it and it's like
5: and again uh, 1.5 speed is not that that much you you're saying at a certain point like in this conversation yeah the pauses would be gone but 1.5 speed that's not happening
2: no but if you ever watch a video like a speaking video at a faster speed it's kind of annoying to listen to because you know it's abnormal it's not it's not yeah. You know, you're like no one talks blah, 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 talks like that. So I think we're just going to get just, used to it. Yeah.
4: I think humans over nah, time. That's what Andrew's it. worried about. If you look at Spotify <laughs> that's what worried like about. music is uh-huh. becoming shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. Everything is becoming yeah. Quick. That's another example of it.
5: But I mean,
0: I I people figured out how to game the system with 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 Spotify to where like shorter songs get mm-hmm. more streams so they get boosted in the algorithm more. So now everybody is making minute and a half songs. And it's like, yeah, Old Town Road is great. But it's so short that it's like barely enjoyable he gonna as
2: a song. He's going to find a way to sneak in that old time. He's going to find a way. No one's talked about Lil Nas X since last year. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I do every day of my life. Every day. My it's the
4: replay, I think. It gets you to quickly be like, okay, it only took two minutes. I'm going to play it again because I like yeah, it. I'll play know. it again. I'll play it again. And then yeah. next thing you know.
0: And just, that alone, that data-driven piece of product, which is the algorithm that Determines what gets prioritized (coughs) and and what gets people what gets shown to people has caused a shift in the way that people make art.
4: But do you think it's the algorithm or is people not choosing to do it this way because of technology? Or is it the algorithm forcing like our us as humans to? No, it's not forcing us. It's but it's leading.
0: There's an there's an algorithm, and the algorithm is the algorithm chooses to prioritize content and distribute it. Based on uh, variables, and people figured out a way to game that to give the system feed into the system certain variables that to the algorithm are like yes, show this to more people, and that's what happens in any situation where content distribution is governed by algorithms. Right? It just becomes like the content we make; it's not made to be. A good piece of content. It's made to, to, for the algorithm to like. You don't
5: mean this podcast. No, I mean, you mean the content we make. The con, like just so f-
0: Facebook content in gotcha, general. Okay. It's made to feed into what the algorithm likes to show it to more people. That is, those, our decisions are all determined by that and not by, is this a good thing? And it's good for reasons, but it's, Primarily created to please the algorithm.
4: So, but what's the benefit in that? Like more money.
5: Oh, you mean for the for the people listening?
4: Yeah, because I feel like the other
5: side of it is, I feel like so much content coming up.
4: Right, but I want faster stuff. Exactly, but I think
5: that's kind of the issue. Is 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 the consumer um, has made it clear that. Less time is better, so the algorithm pump, pumps more of that through, and it causes the creators to go, "Well, I'm not, I'm not making the money that I want off of this, and people aren't listening to it, and the algorithm's not showing it, so I got to make shorter stuff so I can on the alg- algorithm, so I can get my stuff to the people, so they can start so liking isn't it, it." The people and not the. Algorithm? I agree. I one hundred. Oh, no, 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 I think I think the algorithm is the problem, and I think it's not it, it its inability to see that uh, uh, consumer trends like uh, are aren't always good for for creators because you want to create your art the way that you want just like like you're saying like Judd Apatow wants to create this art the way he wants and he wants it to be viewed that same way in the early
0: days of YouTube one of the most popular things on YouTube were animators who um uh I'm actually purposely spending longer on this because we don't have a lot of stories okay um uh the uh In the early days of YouTube, uh, one of the most popular types of content on YouTube was animators who created this sort of, like, 30-second... They they would put out, like, a couple videos a week. Sometimes, you know, depending on their schedule, they would put out a video a month or whatever. And they would be, like, 30-second to, like, a minute-long videos. And they were very funny uh, animations. And those would get huge numbers. And one day, YouTube was basically like, okay, we're going to stop prioritizing views... The number of views is not going to determine uh, getting seated in the algorithm. Uh, It's going to be about watch time, and it's going to be about frequency of posting. So now what's going to give you a bigger leg up in the algorithm is that people are watching your video for longer, and you're posting more content per week. So all of these animators, overnight, they just got destroyed. They all lost their audience. They all lost their ability to reach their audience, and they all just basically disappeared overnight because they could not keep up with that. They they didn't have enough time. Animation takes a long time to do. So they could not keep up with the frequency of posting. They could not keep up with the watch times because their content was just short and infrequently released. <clears throat> so this arbitrary algorithmic decision stamped out an entire art form overnight. Uh and that's not about user consumption that was about youtube just being like we want this thing to happen so we're changing the algorithm to do this
5: <clears throat> to uh to piggyback on that that's uh, youtube ruined a lot of shit for creators in general uh because they they really uh backed advertising on their on their platform so they did go with that like the longer the video and the more uh, enticing it is to watch the entire thing the more ads we can run on it so they made their algorithm really focus on those things and that's why you get like Logan Paul is so big because he's just a shitty person and he's so willing to put it all out
0: and like those things get views and vlogs you can make a 20 minute vlog every day
5: daily vlogging from 2000 from like 2010 to 2014 was the biggest trend on YouTube and it was fucking terrible so
0: you know my my entire job is being data driven and doing these exact things we're talking about but as a person who enjoys an art form Being data-driven and being sort of uh, beholden to the algorithm is it just leads to the overall snowballing effect of the uh, increased um, content is pushed further and further away from being about creating quality things. And it becomes more about just... Figuring out how to game a robot to get put into in front of as many eyeballs as possible. And my whole original point that I made at the beginning of this was that not necessarily to say this is a negative thing, although personally I do think that is a negative thing in many ways, was just to say that I think the nature of entertainment is starting to fundamentally shift from being about enjoying a piece of thing as for what it is and becoming about cramming as much data
2: into your mind as possible. Yeah. Nobody's gonna use this thing, but I will <laughs> tell you a thing. I'll tell you something. Lou saw Trent. Uh, what was the movie? Terminator. Called? Lou saw Terminator. Without us. Wow. Wait. What? <laughs> How dare you?
0: Well, and um, he he can he'll he has more time for homework for when we talk about it next episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so let's uh, let's get to this, these stories. Let's do it. There's honestly not a whole lot for this week. Okay. Um, they are rebooting high fidelity as a series on youtube or youtube hulu starring zoe kravitz as the character that john cusack played um so this is the show is more based off of the book high fidelity by nick hornsby uh rather than being some kind of remake of the movie um the movie came out in 2000 starring john cusack and jack black about a uh a, a, a group of people working at a record store um And uh, they're bringing they're 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 fleshing it out into a series. Um, Zoe Kravitz is playing the character Rob, which was which was played by John Cusack in the movie. Um, And it's about a record store owner in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Um, Per Hulu's release, the show will stay true to the original and focus on Rob revisiting past relationships through music and pop culture while trying to get over her one true love.
2: Her name is going to be Rob, too. Yeah, I hope so. That's awesome.
0: I'm down okay. for this.
5: 100%. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely down for this. Isn't Zoe Kravitz going to be in something, uh, some movie soon? She's, she's playing. She's playing Catwoman. Oh, she okay, Catwoman. cool. Yeah, that's going to be horrible.
3: It's a great book. <laughs> Catwoman's, like the movie. A movie.
5: Catwoman's a is great. Yeah, damn it! Don't. Uh,
3: Catwoman <laughs> is uh, in the. Catwoman is great. I can't even speak anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: um, Holly Berry's Catwoman was fantastic. Oh my gosh. If
3: you don't like that, then you're a garbage person. There, I said it. Ooh. I think this is I think full this disclosure. Is, never saw. Oh.
0: <laughs> I think this could be cool. My question oh, yeah. is: my question is whether this takes place yes. in the '90s or like the late '90s, like the first one did. Yeah. Uh, when when music stores were more relevant, or if it takes place in modern day where record stores
3: have sort of had a second renaissance. That's my question, which is: it's and that's a. Huge huge difference yeah it's a huge difference in tone between uh, a record store in the 90s which is booming and everyone's going to for their music as opposed to something in brooklyn that's very niche and and hip and only a small group of people do but either way i'm down i I love it Uh, i think it's great yeah, I like Zoe Kravitz. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and wait—is Zoe Kravitz the daughter of uh, Lisa Bonet? Yes, it is. Lisa yes, Bonet is. was in High Fidelity. Yeah, Unless she she played one of the little bit. Synergy. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
5: that's sicko. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but is this? Is but, it, but, yeah, I'm going to. But is, go this, ahead. Mm. is this Lenny Kravitz's daughter? Yes. Yes. I just like you can't no, have that fair. many Kravitzes, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay.
2: Yes. No. Jason Momoa's stepdaughter. Oh. Yep. <clears throat> the
0: lineage is uh, is um. Lenny Kravitz is the is the son of the actress who played the wife. I can't remember her name. Oh, she was on yeah. the Jeffersons. She was on the Jeffersons, their <laughs> their neighbors. That was like the yeah. white guy with uh, his black wife. Mm-hmm. He, he the, the black wife, which I'm blanking on the name of, is Lenny Kravitz's mom. Oh. Yeah.
5: do you know it? Are you have a face like you know it? <laughs>
2: uh, uh, okay. I don't know. It. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who his cousin is. Lenny Kravitz's cousin. You. No. I, you just... Whoa. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. no. He, he
5: said somebody was his aunt earlier today. That's a callback. That has callback. to be cut.
1: That, <laughs> that has, has to, to be cut. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta no, be cut. Oh.
5: No,
2: keep it. Um, Keep it. Um, the, right, the weatherman. The, uh, Al Roker? Al Roker, yeah. Oh. What? Wait, He's what? related to Lenny Kravitz. Really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. He's part of the tree. The more you know.
3: Yeah. yeah. Al Roker. To quote Lou, that's crazy. That's
2: That's wild. Wow, I know.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Um. Disney Plus is developing a Jim Henson Studios uh, created puppet talk show called Earth to Ned. We're good. Oh. Um. Pass. I mean, no.
2: How dare you? Yep.
0: As just. De- <laughs> Ouch.
2: <laughs> I, I want to hear more. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah
0: As described by Disney Plus and the Jim Henson Company, the comedic <laughs> half-hour series follows Ned, a blue-skinned alien, and his lieutenant Cornelius who were sent to scout Earth for an eventual invasion, but instead become obsessed with our pop culture. Now they host a talk show broadcast from the bridge of their spaceship hidden deep underground, where they interview our most pre- uh, precious commodity celebrities to talk about Ned's Earth uh, current pop culture obsessions. Ned will be bringing real-life celebrity guests to his ship from across the known universe and in- interviewing them, late-night talk show style, in hopes of producing the ultimate talk show, making Ned a celebrity and putting his him further off mission. And the more Ned learns about our human culture the more obsessed they become or he becomes and I I, I think I could speak for everybody in this room where everybody in this room except for Kelby
5: is gonna watch it at point so excited yes. about this I just yes. see from the
0: head nodding yeah. we're all so excited about this Get what, in my ballet what
5: point it looks it, it it sounds really good and I'm always I'm a puppet. I
0: want to see this I I'm you gonna want to see this yes
4: yeah. yeah. No, you're not being yeah. serious no, yes I, I am what don't you like about it? Like, this what? sounds so dumb. Why, Why does it sound oh. dumb?
5: This is this is like. Wait, wait, wait. Did you not like Sesame Street? This isn't Sesame Street. It's the Jim Henson Company making
0: amazing puppets and doing a puppet show, this... which is exactly up my alley. We literally <laughs> shot a web series that's and we, we. I have a pilot. This is this is almost sad to me because <laughs> I have a pilot that I wrote with my friend that's almost exactly this, and
2: now I have to rethink it. Oh. I love it. You love it. Yeah. yeah, you wrote the pilot. No, <laughs> no, not, that, not,
5: not that, the pilot. That. The Jim Henson thing.
2: <laughs> I don't know. This sounds like this sounds lazy. This sounds what? like just more lazy puppetry. Is one of the most. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying puppetry you is the concept. I'm saying this this idea sounds dumb.
0: I love this idea. Right. I love the idea of a of a of a bunch of a puppet world with a bunch of Jim Henson Studios created puppets and then bringing celebrities on and interviewing them like a late night talk show
3: to that the point cool. where.
0: I'm I Like I said, I literally wrote a yeah. pilot that's very similar to this. Mm. And now I have to go rethink my life.
3: Mm. Remember how um. earlier I said you were cool? No, yeah. I'm not cool. <laughs> You're still this sound, cool, but no, I'm, just, yeah. this I'm sounds really like hurt.
2: You look real cool Every, this. Everything, <laughs> is interview based. everything is interview-based. Everything is interview-based. So it just seems like they're just cashing in on the interview thing. Hey, let's interview a puppet. That sounds lazy. They're I not. I guess I got to find a new
0: host for the talk show. I yeah. was gonna
2: oh wait, <laughs> are the
5: celebrities going to be Marco. puppets? A puppet celebrity each time?
0: No, they're real celebrities. No, they're real celebrities. It's like
5: Jimmy Kimmel for puppets.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing That to me.
5: sounds way no. better than Jimmy Kimmel. Well, Jimmy Kimmel's nothing great. You want you said it. <laughs> Well, I guess that's probably. Oh, that's actually. Oh, you're just equating it to another bad thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Uh,
5: doesn't do anything for me. All right.
2: But if you guys like it, and then and then you know what? If I watch it, I'll, I'll let you
3: guys know if it's good. Okay. Okay.
5: okay. Know. when. So, do we have a time
2: when it comes out? When
0: it oh, comes no, out? Sorry. It's, yeah. It's just it's just announced. There's oh, no damn. there's no timeline. But it, okay. ostensibly, it'll be you know available soonish after it launches, which is November twelfth. Uh. So last piece of reboot news. The mother of all reboot news. <laughs> they rebooted the alphabet song.
2: Yeah. No, 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 no. They
4: uh <laughs> they wait, is, Yeah, they is put it Quavo in alphabet <laughs> Oh what?
3: Can that'd I? be crazy if Quavo did. Andrew, what is the alphabet song? Like What? Yeah, what does that mean? Like a, Oh, he was born before the alphabet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <like, laughs> yeah. We used, you know, just the alphabet song it's twinkle yeah it is C- twinkle, D- twinkle twinkle little Song. A-B- they're remaking A-B- it yeah. they rebooted it it's already happened to r- make it sound like what play
0: I, it. I will explain it to you okay so a new version of the abc song <laughs> was created by this youtube channel called dream english um uh this was this actually this actually came out in 2012 but it's been it's been noticed for the first time and people are talking about it. So this uh, it went viral this week when comedian Noah Garfinkel <laughs> posted about it. He tweeted a link to it and said, they changed the ABC song. I don't want to say this because I don't want to spoil this. Oh, uh, and it's life-ruining. Now, as a parent, I understand exactly why <laughs> they did this. So basically, this guy is trying – this guy, he's a YouTube children's entertainer. And I guess he's, he does some like – Children, uh, he, he teaches classes and does child development stuff. And his argument is that this is a better version of the alphabet song. It's the version that he uses when teaching children because it it, it fixes a major issue with the alphabet song. What's the issue? And as a parent, I understand, but I also don't care and <laughs> no, don't change the alphabet song. So I'm going to play it. And I I want you guys to notice what the change is and see if you guys can, and I don't want Kirk to chime in because you'll know because you have kids. I want non-parents to, I mean, I want non-parents to chime in and see if you understand why the change has been made.
1: A, B, C. F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z
2: So can you play it again? No. Does he know his yeah. ABCs? not playing this again. Wow. Can you can you play it again for me please?
1: E-F-G- H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X
2: Y Z. Okay.
0: Do you guys know? Do you guys understand why? What the change was and why it was changed?
2: Yes, and I'll
0: tell you why
2: he did it.
4: There's no valid reason. It's There's because, no valid reason.
2: It's because no one was paying attention to the element ops, and yeah. it triggered him, and he decided each letter has value.
5: I thought you're kind of it right. Twenty three. That's letters. the
2: point. You're, yeah, you're kind of right. So, so as a, as an element op was one letter. One yeah. Letter, as yeah.
0: a as a parent, one of the major flaws with the ABC song is that they cram LMNOP into one little part. And across the board, when your kids are learning it, they always hear that as one word and it fucks <coughs> up their whole learning of the alphabet. So mm-hmm. we had to really specifically work on teaching Ephraim that because he could do the whole ABCs. He knew every single part of it. But for that part, it was, for him, Claire each letter clearly a b c d e f g h i j k but when he got to that part it's elmo elmo p <laughs> that's what he thought it was remixed yeah and elmo we ha- guy, and we man. had to specifically work with him it, it just creates extra work because we have to specifically work with him when we do the abc's we have to go l m n o p and like over enunciate it just and we it took him it took us a while to get him to do that part right so it creates extra work for the parent of just like that's a little bit of a problematic part of the ABC song in terms of teaching your kid the ABCs is that they always think that that is like not they 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 have trouble separating out the letters and they always end up saying some weird gibberish word
2: yeah I get it it sounds horrible and it sounds out of place because we're not used to it where I had I had you replay it because I had to say the alphabet in my head. You know, so that I can. I was sure that he was saying p q r s, which he was. I just didn't catch up the first time. So I get it. Um, do I want it? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, want it either. As as know. much as
0: I acknowledge that it was a genuine problem, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. We just it, it, first of all, it was cute. Elmo MOP was was adorable, and second of all, eh,
3: it was just we had to put I a mean, little here's, extra here's work thing. As into a, it. Fuck as it. a yeah. You know, my kids never had that problem.
0: Mm, um, yes, they but but here is the yeah, thing. Yeah, no. Let's not even. We're not moving on from that. Don't. <laughs> they they here's, you did. can't. Don't yeah. lie. <laughs> hang on. It's like here is the have thing. Like a, a bed, even if they did, did your did your kids learn the alphabet at two years this old?
4: This is Dad beef right here. <laughs> 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 and and your, segment, dad your son's beef? very smart. It's okay. Yeah.
3: It's okay. It's all right. Um, it, as an old as a dad as an I'll, old dad will we'll the fight them. They'll. That will.
0: You'll fight? No, they will fight. you two, Eva will fight Theo.
3: That, I can't wait to see that. Kirk can't fight
2: Theo. Yeah, it's
3: like. <laughs> um, Kirk has. But, no, it's one of those things. That, and this is not addressed at you. This is addressed in general. Um, it's fine because they learn the alphabet. Yeah, it's right. fine. Yeah. And also. <laughs> It's not. It's not going to impede their education in any shape or form Facts. if they go elementary P and then learn. Oh, it's L M. Yeah,
0: yeah when, Also, when, just suck it up and put in
3: the extra yeah, work. It's to, not, to fix yeah. it. It's, I, it's, know, it's, I know. P's. It's, un- it's unnecessary, and it's. it's I know. Mine. It's, yeah. This is where I'm going to get on my. I'm an old dad. It's a. It's young parents. Who are like, we need to fix this because they're not learning it right. They're like, no, they're going to learn it. You're just worried right now because your kids are young and you're always See? worried when your kids are young. Yeah. This song made me
4: understand how Kirk felt when we were talking about the movie tickets and how we like, you know, it's reserved seating now. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why do we have to change See? this? Thank change? you.
5: It's
2: silliness. Uh, yeah.
5: Yeah. This generation soft, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when we got to school, you said L
3: M N O. <laughs> they said L M N O. Everybody said L-M-N-O. Wait, now I want
2: to ask a question. I, want I, want a, a I have a question. order.
3: The, uh, a yes. yeah. Why is there a pause for the uh, Was it an There was another pause, and I'm like, well, S-T-U. here's the thing:
0: the original version of the alphabet, P-X-Y-Z. It's perfectly paced out. Yeah, where every, it's just that one little part where they had to cram a couple extra letters into yeah. one, into like less syllables. But then they did. it But with this change. Because of the way he re spaces it, he runs out of letters at the end. And then he has to, like, then those last four letters all get
3: more space. It has to because that, See? because it was rejiggered in the middle, it has to be rejiggered at the end. Yeah. Okay, Then you know, okay, then you know what? Don't made fun come it. up with another song. I understand what you guys Just put it into f- a different cadence.
4: In the past conversation we just had. Yeah, I was just going to say, I want to point
0: out the fact that everybody unanimously is like, fuck this, be- specifically because of a timing. A re-timing mm-hmm. of the song. Everybody
5: is on board no, with this. The elemental p is 1.5. Not really. Not no, really. it's pronunciation. I don't like it.
2: No, it's not pronunciation. It's, it's not pronunciation. They, it's, it's timing. Not, it's, it's not exactly in, in. the same thing because, yeah. because it's pacing. It's, it's 100%, not pacing. 100%, listen, yeah, 100%, listen. Children's cadence. Listen, kids. even if you took the ABCs as we know it and you made it 0.5 faster, it would still say elemental p. It's yeah. sort of the same, but it's not the same. It's it's similar. It, it him changing it is changing it. That's a, he. Comp- he changed it. Yeah. It's a pacing. He thing. changed the timing. No, that's no. a completely new piece of art. It's different.
0: It's a pacing. Thing. The but
2: fact I'm the saying. fact that everybody is L M
5: N O and he changes to L N. But he changed
0: the pacing of it.
5: That's yeah, but you don't like it because of the pacing. Because it's not it's not A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P. It's A B C and then stop, and then he go, keeps going. Like it, it's different completely. It's not just it's, pacing.
0: It's it's the same exact song. It's mm-hmm. the Twinkle Twinkle Little Star song, yes. but he changed the He'd,
2: pacing yes, changed of the, the pacing. letters. Okay, that Chains. kid is really going to be messed up at school yeah. when he starts seeing people hitting the elementals.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's going to get all, He's going to be um, ostracized. Yeah. Oh,
2: unless he's <laughs> a bully. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: Cool. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a little break. Let you chew on that for a while. May you let you think a little bit about what you really feel about the alphabet song. And after we after the break, we're gonna live react to a couple of new trailers. And we're back. <laughs> Alright. So a couple trailers dropped. One of them's pretty big. The other one was a pleasant Surprise for me.
4: That's what she said. I'm joking.
5: Sorry.
0: So the first... I'm joking.
5: It was too easy. Sorry. I mean- Don't speed that up. The time will be off. <laughs> do you approve? Oh,
0: I was literally... <laughs> I was literally going to make the same joke about like, do you approve of the timing of that?
4: What do you think? Girl? And then he
3: ruined the timing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Fuck. fuck. You're proving that point. That's a good point.
0: So the first one... Uh, so they, they, they dropped this, this trailer for um a BBC produced um uh mini series adaptation of Dracula um that is was created by uh Stephen Moffat and uh Michael Michael Gaddis Michael Giddis but uh, they they uh, number one, well Stephen Moffat was the showrunner for uh, on Doctor Who for several years. But he uh, and he wrote some of the best episodes of the show. But he him and and Michael Gaddis or Giddis um, they created the they created Sherlock, which was a uh, which was a mini series. Uh, starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock Holmes, and uh, that's not funny.
5: I didn't say anything. No, every anybody who laughed just said it. Uh, his name wrong in their head. <laughs>
0: um, him him is Sherlock Holmes, and uh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman. Uh, as uh, Watson, and it's very good, and it also obviously launched uh Benedict Cumberbatch's career, and kind of kind of brought Martin Freeman's career back. Um, and so they're they're coming out with their adaptation of Dracula, uh, which I'm super excited about because I I love I mean I love horror. Uh, it's my favorite genre of things, whether it be um, movies or TV or books.
4: What about it makes you like love it more than other genres?
0: Um, I th- I mean I don't know. I think a lot of people say that they love horror because they like being scared or whatever. And I think the the psychology behind why people like horror is, like, it satisfies some morbid curiosity for death. Um, I don't know if – I mean, I'm sure that's some element of it, but I don't really know if that's why. I I, I think it is, like, the craft of it. When I was a kid, I just loved watching horror movies and seeing, like, how they made the monsters. I, I just – I was always obsessed with, like, watching ho- horror movies and also, like, the – you know, like, the – the Japanese tokusatsu films, uh, like the like the giant kaiju monster movies, like Godzilla and stuff like that, um, and you know, Ghidorah and 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 Rodan and Mothra and stuff like that, and I just I was I was really fascinated by. How they took all of the elements of, like, making the costume and the craft that went into that and then building the scale models of the towns and how they shot it to look, you know, believable And in in horror movies. How they – the makeup effects of making the monsters and some of the gore, like, you know, watching uh, John Carpenter's The Thing and all of the amazing special effects that went into um, all of the gore and creature effects of that. Um, you know, a couple episodes ago, we, we reviewed Creep Show, which is show run by Greg Nicotero, who's like a legendary uh, special effects and makeup artist. To um, I've been a you know a big fan of his, and, and as well as you know Stan Winston and 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 uh, and Rick Baker and a, and a lot of these great uh, special effects artists, um, Tom Savini. I just love the craft that goes into it, and just of all of the genres, horror is the most like let's make some cool stuff. And let's build some monsters and let's just make some really cool things. It's just a, it's a very crafty DIY genre. I mean less so now, but when I was a kid. Um I, I I haven't really unpacked why I love horror, but maybe that
5: is something to do with it. Quick question. Do do you did did CGI ruin horror? Uh
0: I mean I don't I don't care for CGI Heav- heavily overused CGI. Mm-hmm. I think I think CGI has its place and has its use. And when properly um you know the best movies nowadays they 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 properly use a mixture of practical effects and CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh and the CGI can often enhance the practical <laughs> effects. Um when when CGI ruins horror or movies in general is when it's like overused as a lazy thing of like we're just going to shoot a bunch of people running around, and then we'll fix it in post. "Quote unquote." The thing that comes to mind most <laughs> is uh, is uh, one of one of the relatively recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboots. I don't even remember. I think it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, which was the movie that 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 actress. Um, <coughs> something Didario was in. It was like the Alexandra first... Alexandra Yeah. Daddario. It was like the first movie she was in She's really um, that nice. kind of launched her career. Yep. Uh, and I, I didn't go and see it, but I worked in a movie theater at the time when it was out. And so I basically saw it because I saw it in little chunks and pieces here and there. And that movie is... All of the violence and gore of it is all CGI. So... The issue with – it just makes the movie suck because you go and you see it and you know that it's CGI. The thing about practical effects is like it kind of tricks your brain into thinking that it's real because it's like organic matter. Even if it is just like like liquid latex and corn syrup or whatever, like because it's real organic matter, it tricks your brain into feeling like it's real. But when you watch CGI, even if it's really good CGI, which this wasn't. You just know that it's not real, and it completely takes all of the suspense and stakes out of it.
2: I like Alexandria Dario. She could be in whatever. <laughs>
5: I know what. You're what talking was she about. in after that? Is has she been in anything? She's been yeah. in stuff, but I yeah, I, yeah nothing comes to stuff. mind. Oh, okay, okay. So do you think, uh, on that same note, do you think having all this uh, bad CGI come out uh, makes you appreciate when something really good does come out? Like, does, does show up? Has there been anything that you're like, for 2019, half practical, half uh, CGI, this is really good?
0: Yes, 100%. Because okay. there's even movies that are really good that I like, but they're so CGI heavy that you kind of can become used to it. Like, you know, the Marvel movies. Like, a lot of them are very good. I loved Endgame. I, love Infi- I loved Infinity War before it. But they're all just like, it's like watching a video game it's all shot on green screen. Um, yeah. And so you kind of get a little, it kind of becomes a little normalized to where, you know, you get so, even when it's good, it's still just like, it normalizes this new different type of thing to you. So when you do see a movie that like takes it back and approaches it from like just the bare minimum of like, this is shot in the real world. And then also utilizes practical <laughs> effects. It, it is kind of like a pleasant surprise of like, oh, like it really puts things into perspective for you and makes you appreciate it even more.
5: I, I didn't like the movie, and I, you guys can chastise me for it, but uh, Hereditary had some... Had some uh, practical in there.
0: You were so defensive about that. Why did Why you get so defensive? about When I bring
5: that? up the fact that hereditary, hereditary sucks,
0: people oh, get you, on. Oh, me. because like you again. said it sucks. Oh, I mean,
5: it's it's f- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought you said you liked it. No, no, I don't like it. I just hereditary didn't. Like didn't it. suck. You're yeah, bad. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Let's
0: watch this move Let's watch this. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this is the this is the trailer for BBC's Dracula. <laughs> odd it it like didn't it didn't play the dialogue of what he said
3: somehow that made it scary yeah that was (laughs) uh yeah i mean wait can i I say one thing about this i'm just gonna bring it around and we don't have to talk about it more um there's a definite pace and rhythm to that trailer yes that if it was sped up even slightly would have made it less effective yes that's all that's all we don't know that we can watch it faster we can
2: and it, there's a whole. There's, you
0: can't unsee it now. Yeah, I can. But and we also can definitely. And also, you can just lie to serve your point. Come you on,
5: is that the that. type of people we are? Yeah, you're.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, this reminds me of a TV show trailer <clears throat> where they had a nun, and it was like a, a doctor in the early 1900s. If anybody can think about it. Uh, a, a nun
5: and a, a doctor. A doctor and a nun. Wait, it yeah. was it a horror show? You described. Yeah,
2: it, like, was like a, it, it was like a. It was like It came out within the last maybe like three or four years, and I just see billboards all over the place. Once I get it, I'll get it. But wait, um,
5: was it the nun? Is it a movie oh, or a show? It might
3: have been that the nun. I'm gonna look
2: it up. Is it a movie or a show? I'm gonna look it up. Okay.
3: <laughs> I honestly, I have I have no skin in this game. Uh, it just looks like Dracula. Yeah. It, not any good or any bad. I'm like, yeah, that's Dracula. Yeah, I see blood. Okay, there's uh, it's, a
5: stake. There's um, there's another show that's coming out on um a different network called uh, Nosferatu, and oh, I know it, Nosferatu. Yeah, it's it looks just dumb, just so bad. So I'm happy one oh, okay. good vampire thing is coming out. But Considering
0: all the things you said, I don't know if I if you just, saying it looks dumb means that it looks dumb.
5: It's 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 uh, Nos as in like. Uh, gasoline like power of uh, being able oh, to yeah, like, yeah, go yeah. fast and whatever NAS is and then it's like it's it's a motorcycle tv show basically yeah, it, it has it has are you making spock this up it. no no no, 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 no. it's like a real old by the way. It,
0: it has spock in it right it has What's jeremy it? Quinto, or zachary I, I, quinto zachary not quinto, quinto. Oh, okay quinto. Yeah. um
5: i mean it's not that old it's like a year
2: i don't know that sounds ridiculous it is ridiculous it's wow. bad it's it just bad nash ratu is yes. is uh something from like the 1940s uh, oh, they're 19- remaking 20- it? 1920s. Yeah,
0: it was, it was the sort of first, one of the first adaptations of Dracula as a movie, oh. and it was, and they they didn't have the rights to the book, so they had Wait, to change it. Wait, we just did a piece on it. Yeah.
3: Wait, okay, uh,
5: when you say that, you mean the original Nosferatu where it's like an actual vampire, yeah. and it's like looks really creepy. Yeah.
3: Right, this is not that. This is about car racing? This is
5: about vampires who use cars, and and a motorcycle.
3: I can't even begin to unpack the hatred right. I have for that.
5: Right, it's like somebody was like, "Oh man, I saw a, a license plate that said NAS NOS, four yeah. and at two, and it looked amazing. We should make a show out of that." And it, it just terrible. Sorry. Okay, I'm I I gotta stop shitting on things. I'm I'm gonna try to be more positive about the next. Uh, thing. <laughs> God. <ahead. laughs> you didn't? Did, did you shit on this? Uh, I kind of shit on the whole thing. It's like it's just not. I'm I'm glad something. That's better than that is coming out. I didn't mean to.
4: Don't hold your shit, Tyler. If you got a shit. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's bad. That's why. That's how Elvis died.
5: That's that's my bad. For real? By holding his shit. Well,
0: yeah. So (laughs) the the story or the narrative is that Elvis died because he was, you know, from a prescription pill addiction. But there are a lot of doctors uh, and some stories to back it up that believe that he may have actually died from a chronic constipation problem.
2: Um, so he was full of shit. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> he died on the toilet.
4: Yeah, anyway, what would you guys think? Uh... Well, I'm with Kirk on this one. I'm not too like hip on Dracula, but I was watching. It, I was like, "Yeah, this is creepy. It fits the yeah the vampire I yeah. believe. You see,
0: I almost wanted us to do all do our top ten favorite horror movies, but then I was like, "These they're all trash, philistine people who are <laughs> not are not going to even have a fucking list." Well, I mean, that's only because horror is dumb. <laughs> oh That's, it's not <laughs> oh no, no. at so it okay two. hold on a minute i wouldn't diss him <laughs> it's if it's not I even you got, he got
4: his like bells, like he got an army
0: it's not even
3: what kirk kirk's got his army what army i don't <laughs> um, no i just said that to trigger i i i have a lot of friends who have horror and i do the same thing to them I just, it's just not for me i
5: i, I don't think I, i've liked anything since sinister did you watch Insidious? Yeah. Oh, well, Insidious is before Sinister. Oh, okay. God. And I
4: and um, I, I I didn't see, like the first one either. I have a legit reason though to like my, Sinister. No, my cousins and uncles made me hate Halloween movies. Uh, uh, my birthday's on the thirteenth, and when it uh, fell on Friday <laughs> the thirteenth, uh, I caught hell. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I was like seven or eight, so I was like Freddy Krueger, all that. Nope, I don't want none of it.
3: But wait, wait, I want to get back to the Dracula because as a as a horror aficionado, do you look at this and go? Yeah. Or you're like, um, I'm
0: in. I think this looks great. I mean, you, there's not a whole lot to go off That's in the trailer. It's like, was, a, it's like, it's just a lot of imagery. Yeah. But it's the concept different. of it is what I'm excited what, for. Because now, what's
3: the concept? Because I couldn't tell. Well, it's just, traditional. It's,
0: it's just an adaptation of Dracula, but it's being done by the team that did Sherlock. And I like, you know, I'm, I, I'm a fan of those people. Yeah, it's great. People. And they did a really cool take on Sherlock, and I want to see that version of Dracula. So
3: based on based on the people behind it, you're like, this could be good. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, it based off of this trailer, it didn't do a lot for me. Uh, are and, you are you a vampire person? Do you like the, the are lore? Are a vampire? Well, just as a show. Oh, okay. As a show, I gotcha. would look at it because it, it, it reminds me of something else that I didn't really want to see. I can't exactly remember what it was. But it, it, it kind of just falls into this... Space of like something I've I feel like I've seen before and mm, oh well I, none of you none of you guys' <sighs>
0: opinions are valid because none of you <laughs> like horror I
2: did
3: I, I, what what do I you, don't say why did you like show what us what are you talking about if you, you why did you show us then <laughs> I enjoy I horror thought, I'm like, not talking like about like a it creature as a like an
0: undead creature of the night I thought I could bite you with the power of this trailer and turn you no man I'm <laughs> it's all not, garlic I mean it's just, do you think this looks great. Yeah, I mean, I well, that's the th- It's impossible to say that. It's just a exactly. te- It's just a teaser, and it's just a bunch of visual imagery.
2: That's what I'm saying. Visually, it, 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 it reminds me of something else that I, that it looks good, like like it looks fine. But do, would I spend time to be like, ooh uh, let me Draculify tonight? No, yeah. I would just look at it and be like, eh. from the trailer, it just it feels like a diet Penny dreadful, and and it's like because it's Ooh, you just pissed off bones. Sorry. It's
5: just it doesn't it looks it looks good and and it looks like it's gonna follow the the right story. Have you seen it. Sherlock? How can yes. you say that? Yes, I great. don't care about who's doing behind it. This isn't Sherlock. Who's doing it doesn't matter because it's yes. a different. What? It's, it's just. It's what a, are you talking about? <laughs> it's the <a, a, laughs> creators behind it. Oh my god! It, definitely god. It's informed. a different. It's a different subject. It's completely different from Sherlock. You're, You're refusing.
0: insane. Oh
5: my god! You want everything to be the same. Just because they made Sherlock that, that way and this is by the same people doesn't mean you're going to like it the same way you like Sherlock. You yeah, know what? That, for, it for it Tyler definitely being,
2: means that. For can, Tyler Eddie, Tyler, does, that's a great point. How is it? No. I don't
5: like that framing, but thank you. Yeah. How, is that a,
0: how is that a great point? Am I, am I wrong mm-hmm. that when you have a creator that you really like the things that they make, whether it's movies or TV shows or music or whatever, mm-hmm. they... Create a track record where you become a fan of the things that they make and it's theirs to ruin because they can, as we were just talking about earlier with like Scorpion and like this album is trash, they can they can come out with a thing that in retrospect you listen to it or watch it and you're like, that really sucked. I can't believe that they made that. But before listening to it, you go in with an expectation of I am more likely to like this because their track record is that I really like the things that they make so I'm excited about this new thing that they're making. Is that not objectively true of any
5: creator? No, I mean it's, it's not objectively a, that, true at all. It's, 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 it's each person can have a view of what these people make and go into the next thing, going maybe they're going to try something completely different, and I'm I'm okay with that. It's not about
0: whether it's not about what that. are you saying? Then it's
5: not about whether it's going to be the
0: same as Sherlock. It's about the the quality. I get the quality. I, the it. Quality I know what it. you're
2: talking about. I actually okay. I'm kind of in between both you guys now because you made a good a good point. Uh, However, I will say this. I used to be a really big Darren Aronofsky fan when it when I when I watched Rec, *Requiem for a Dream*, but it was and, his to ruin. Noah right, he, Noah was right. his to ruin. Yeah, he did that, and then I I really didn't like *Black Black Swan*. So it, Swan's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great movie, and you're wrong. But
5: okay. I get this is, I get this right is what I'm the problem though. with Andrews. but, Andrew, like.
2: I, but <laughs> I went into certain things like, oh, this is gonna suck. It like. He made Wrecking Room for a Dream, but when I saw just the trailer for Black Swan, I was just like, yeah, the subject or whatever, maybe those two things don't match. And it could be that. It could be, Katala could be right to where they did Sherlock really well. They were maybe really invested in that. And then when you go and watch this one, you're like, eh, meh, didn't do it for me. Before you even get into watching it.
0: I would argue that even though when you watch the trailer, it didn't appeal to you, you still were like, I'm going to see this. And I feel like the trailer didn't do anything for me, but I'm still holding out some kind of assumption of like, this is going to be good or it's going to surprise me. Because I am a fan of this guy and, I, and he has a track record with me that he makes high quality things. And it's not about whether it's going to be. It's not going to be. It's not about whether it's going to be a Sherlock version of Dracula. It's about the fact that the quality you have an expectation of quality from people that you are a fan of. Yeah,
5: I I, I said my piece, and you're arguing something that I didn't that I didn't <laughs> say. I, I'm not. You but said you're, you, you said piece. I like that. I like what they did with Sherlock, and I want to see them do that with Dracula. That's what you said. No, I didn't. That's not what I
2: said at all. all. Right. I said, said that I ha- because he likes Sherlock uh, and and they made a high-quality product, right. he's assuming that because they did that there, mm-hmm. this time around, it may not be the same st- stylistically, right. but the quality of the project will probably be around the same because they dedicated that much passion and energy the first time around. That's what he's
0: saying. And they have a particular approach to things. They have a style that they approach things with. Some people have one thing in them, and that's it.
2: Just like uh, what's the name of the I guy that's who okay. Has, that's okay
0: He has the uh, twisty endings. Uh, M Night Shyamalan. That's yeah. no, that's not. The, M Night Shyamalan has many things in him.
3: Some of them good, some of them bad.
0: <clears throat> Isn't it most of them bad? No.
5: Okay. Oh, okay, all right. okay. All right.
3: Wait. Hang on. All right. Yeah. Six sense oh signs. Okay. Signs
0: is terrible. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, signs yeah, it is, is so great. bad. Six cents. Signs. Oh, okay. Makes Unbreakable. Sense. Yeah. I fucking love Unbreakable. I'm with, I'm with you. Okay. He started to drop off. The village is not good. The village is trash. Lady in uh, a lady in the water is not good. Okay. That's boring. Yep. Uh, he did Avatar, The Last Airbender, which was a travesty. I saw. Um, I can't. I'm drawing a blank on if there's. Oh, and he uh, he didn't direct it, but he produced and I think wrote. Um, Spooky Elevator. What is that movie called? Devil. Oh, Devil. Um, I wish it was called Spooky Elevator. Yeah, Spooky Elevator <laughs> <laughs> sounds way really, better. A- um, so he had a lull. He came back fucking strong with the visit. The visit is so good. Is I love the grandparents the visit. one. Yes. Oh, the visit
5: Did he do before. the happening?
0: Oh yeah, the happening. I I ha- I am an I am a happening apologist. I love the happening. <laughs> and th- and and the thing about people people say like it sucks it's like oh the the story is so dumb and like the acting is so weird and cheesy and over the top, the happening is supposed to be a throwback to 1950s creature features, and he made it like a 1950s creature feature, and it is pitch perfect as a low budget 1950s creature feature, and people don't get it. Got it.
2: And did you watch? It let's ma- see. It's did you watch After Earth? Terrible. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that sucks. Wait, okay, is that did also? You watch- did you watch Split?
0: Split is very good. Very Split good. is great. And then, did you watch Glass? I still haven't seen Glass. Glass I need God. to see it. I want to see it. You
2: got it. It's really good.
0: Because I mean, Unbreakable is my favorite movie of his, and Split is a prequel. Or no, it's a, a, a uh, Split is a is a unconnected. It's in the universe
2: okay.
0: um, of Unbreakable, and then Glass is a sequel to Unbreakable. Oh, okay. Slash Split. It's oh. like a dual sequel. Yeah.
2: That's
5: interesting. Um, People have brought it up before, and I just want to clarify. Uh the aliens are smart enough to get to Earth, but not to know that 75% of the planet they're coming to invade is gonna kill them. I'm sure it's been brought up before. I've heard it too. So yeah, like, yeah, people
0: say that all the time.
5: What but. why does that how does that not matter for how fucking dumb it is? Damn. Wow. it's stupid it's dumb I I, I I, will give M. Night Shyamalan the fact that she keeps asking for glasses of water and that's genius but the whole premise that they're fucking allergic to water is
0: dumb if you went to another planet would you know that it had some substance on it that you were allergic to Yeah.
5: if we were able to travel across the universe I would imagine yes I'd be able to do something about figuring out if I was going to be alive on that planet when I got there
0: I feel like the thing about the water, people point that out all the time, and yeah. that's just like such a nitpicky thing. It's like, it does not, it doesn't take me out of the movie at all. It's just, it, it, just suspend your disbelief and watch the fucking movie and enjoy it. It's not.
5: <laughs> just fucking enjoy the movie. It's not a good movie. It is a good movie. What movie is this? Science. Oh, I didn't watch it. It's right. a good
0: movie. Uh, yeah, so, so let's. Had, like, uh, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> watch their yeah. second trailer. Uh, we're gonna watch the trailer for the Disney Plus original film or original show, The Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Uh, I haven't. I watched the Dracula one already, but I haven't. I haven't actually not seen this at all.
2: All right, this is exciting. Yeah. Because you like Star Wars, right? Kirk, you like Star Wars? Um, I'm a casual fan. Right.
0: I love Star Wars, although I'm Ooh. not the greatest fan of just the tertiary usage of the Star Wars franchise IP. I'm not a f- b- the biggest fan of this whole let's make three Star Wars shows and a bunch of Star Wars spin Like I I like, I you know, I just I kind of just want to see mainline Star Wars shows and our Star Wars movies and I you know, I'm not I, these things don't get me super excited. Okay. Well, let's see this. Yeah, trailer. I am a fan of uh of trailers in the 2-3-5 aspect ratio though.
2: <clears throat> I was going to say that. Something very similar.
0: <clears throat> Is that Werner Herzog? See that's that's you, already that's a surprise. I knew that uh, Bill Burr is in this and uh, Pedro Pascal, but I didn't Bill know
3: Burr's Bill Burr is in this. this? Yeah. Can we Bill Burr? Yeah.
0: <coughs> this is this is just made a million times better by the fact that you, there's just un out of context quotes from Werner Herzog throughout it. amazing
3: (laughs) that's a good shot
0: oh so this is going to be available launch so we can just watch I'm I'm going to watch this or I can watch this
3: I think there's a party at Andrews Mandalorian
0: Uh, it was IG-88 motherfuckers the best bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe.
3: Apollo Creed's in this. Yeah, I forgot his name. I forgot the actor's name. Carl Weathers. <laughs> Carl Weathers is in this. Oh. And Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. I was I saw wondering a little, if that was. I that's a little really closer. cool. I love Giancarlo. I yeah. am on wow. board. Here's the thing.
0: <laughs> Out of all of that, let's say, yeah, that looked that looked cool. That looked great. Yeah. Whatever. All those. Actors in it, super exciting. The most exciting thing, slash, maybe the one thing that really gets me actually excited about that was that shot of IG eighty eight. I don't know what that means. Yeah, none of us. What that is uh,
5: Taika Waititi is IG eighty eight. Oh, that's fucking amazing. Even a pole. damn. What, what, is that, what does that mean?
0: IG eighty eight. He's a he's a bounty hunter. He's a robotic bounty hunter. Okay, um, and he's he's like sort of like a he's just briefly shown. In the movies, I think in I think in Return of the Jedi, he's just there's a there's a scene where they just show a bunch of different bounty hunters, mm-hmm. um, and they're not they're just like basically people in random costumes, but they go into uh, ig 80 as a character in some of the extended universe stuff. He was in uh, they go into detail about him in um, uh, what what is it? it's 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 one of the more famous uh, extended universe. Uh, Star Wars novels, oh. and then he's also in um, the uh, the N- Nintendo 64 game Shadows of the Empire, oh, okay. um, which is like Shadows of the Empire is like a is a video game Star Wars game on the N64 that's based on extended universe Star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. um, and you know you play as this bounty hunter named Dash Rendar, and at one point you fight IG88, and he's just a badass.
2: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> Uh, Man, and the lead uh, is the guy from Narcos.
0: Yeah, P- uh, P- Pedro, Pascal. Oh, Pedro Pascal. He's amazing. Uh,
5: Giancarlo Esposito is uh, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking
3: yeah, Bad. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Bugging out. He was also slash a, uh, in, creep show. In, in creep, in creep show. King, yeah, so yeah. Okay.
5: Gotcha. So how does that look?
3: How does that look for you guys? I like it. I mean, uh, action bounty hunters. I'm in. Hundred like percent. It. Yeah. It looks. It looks really good. Yep. Yeah. It, it looks good. I
0: mean, like mm. I said before, it's kind of hard to really get excited just going off of the the cgi conversation we we're having like you watch that and you're like yes this is technically what this looks great but it's so the same as a lot of things like all you know all these big sort of sci-fi fantasy type movies just all kind of look the same now so it's really hard to get excited off of just visuals alone like you really it's really takes like you got to get into some of the story to really get excited for something of like knowing yeah. some specifics about what the story is or like that like a character. Like I got excited yeah. about IG88 and that was about it.
1: I feel
3: like me, you're yucking my yum. Mm. What do
0: you mean? No, I, mm. don't get me wrong. I think it looks good. I just it's hard to get super excited about it when it's just like it just kind of looks like every other Star Wars okay. movie. There's nothing about there's nothing about it that stands out and would make you necessarily excited about it. Um this is gonna
2: be, wow. Contrary, Uh-oh. but not saying it looks bad. It just looks like something that I wouldn't watch because it it, it scares me a little bit. What do you yeah. mean it when I looked at that? You. It, it kind of gave me like a like this might give me nightmares, something like that. For some reason, what? For some reason, it just did that to me, and I just said, nah, I'll pass on this. Louis, unpack this for me. I can't do it. <laughs> it's just a mean thing. There are random things that 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 scare me. And it's just that's one of those like the visuals of that it's robots. It robots gave me that. something where I was just like, "Oh, this kind of this kind gives me the heebie-jeebs, man." <laughs> in I, in as non-judgmental way as possible, I just <clears throat> I do not understand what that even means. Crazy, man. I know. It's so weird, but I wouldn't watch it.
5: <laughs> oh, weird.
4: it's yeah. you I would
5: definitely. I would watch yeah, it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so um, correct me if I'm wrong. They used in the in the um, the original. I don't want to. They're not remix. The prequels, the 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 one, two, three. Uh, they used practical sets, like they they made tiny miniatures of the sets and then CGI those <laughs> oh into the scenes to make it look more real. No. The, like the the <laughs> the one where where Obi Wan is like fighting that tall guy or or, or Boba Fett. Obi Wan is fighting Boba Fett on top of that, uh, those like Dome City, that entire Dome City, that that whole thing was made as a like a as a prop, and then they use that as 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 uh, what for? Why would they make that entire thing?
0: No, it's all CGI.
5: Okay, so why would they make that entire thing? I I know that they made that entire thing practically. Like they didn't make it huge, but they made a scale version of it for some for the reason. The first one, the first Star No, for the remake. For the I mean, for the remake. For the ones, uh, the one, two, and three, the 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 prequels. They made that 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 Dome City practically. They that, that's an actual thing.
0: Well, they probably I mean they probably they probably made some elements of it uh, as as scale models for some elements of the photography, but for the most part the prequels were all people shot on blue screen and then added into a digital world.
5: Okay. I mean, all right. I wish they would do that then because it probably would look better. <laughs> <than the> CGI, <laughs> if you like mixing practical, like if you made a miniature set, right, and you made it look really realistic and then you were able to just replace the CGI v- set version of with something that is real and made in real life, wouldn't it?
0: Well, so the thing about the prequels is that it's actually, the prequels are actually... Kind of groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Um, they it was the first movie shot. It was the they, the the Phantom Menace was the first movie shot digitally, oh, wow. in its entirety, wow. and they invented a camera specifically to shoot that movie. But there was there was no there were no um, studio quality digital cameras, and they invented it for Episode One, oh. and the idea of shooting things like entirely on, like, blue screen and, like, creating digital worlds. It was also, like, one of the first movies to do anything like that. Like, like it was, like, the the prequels and then, like, you know, like, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Like, those, those, those were, like, some of the first movies to, to shoot, like, actors on a green screen or a blue screen and then recreate the world digitally like that. So that was at the beginning of all of this, so it's way overdone because George Lucas just became obsessed like he was he was obsessed with this idea of controlling the world by just being able to create it digitally so the movie is just so dated in how obsessed he was with the new technology but at this point in in filmmaking it's been dialed back a lot where a lot of with these movies it's a lot of like Creating practical sets like real sets that people are on, and then having using CGI for set extension. Mm -hmm. So you'll have like a really well-made practical set uh, with whatever you know, whatever the the environment that they're in, and then in the background there's like little a little hole or a little part where there's just green, Mm -hmm. and then they add in an extension to the world with CGI. That's kind of like where we're at you know, with the way that we use technology to create worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes it does transition into situations where you are in an entirely CGI-generated world, um, depending on the context. But, they you know, they, they do try to, like, m- mix practical and digital effects better than... more effectively and more frequently than they certainly did back when the prequels were being made, where, like, George Lucas was just so obsessed with this idea of creating a... a a world digitally and controlling every aspect of it and not being held back by the, by the, um, the flaws in reality and practical sets that the movies are just like so dated in how much they utilize this very rudimentary, (laughs) very fledgling technology. (laughs) A couple more stories before we end today's podcast. Um, just a quick, we don't need to talk about this too much, but I just wanted to do a quick update. Last episode, I think, we talked about how uh, Kurt Cobain's cardigan was was going on sale um, at an auction. And it was sold for a record-breaking total of $334,000, which is the most expensive sweater ever sold at auction in history.
2: Okay. Yeah, shout out
5: to, um, shout out to him. Has anybody ever tried to sell a uh, Mister Rogers cardigan?
0: I'm sure they have, but I I really am not tapped into the movie and television memorabilia auction market. No. Okay, those are priceless, but they it's be, not something they I gotta on really, my radar. Yeah, especially like
2: maybe his even mom sneakers. them. what? His mom yeah. made them.
0: Yeah, his mom sewed all of his all of his sweaters. That's why wow. they're priceless,
5: man. That's crazy.
0: I don't know if any of you guys are gonna know about this. S Club Seven is in talks to reunite. Fuck yeah, they are.
2: Character. You know,
3: I know S Club Seven. What is you S remember? Club 7? You
2: remember those little things? I don't know why we had them, but you put a little tape in them, and they played like thirty oh, seconds. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those, and it, and I had one from S Club Seven. It was my very first Whoa. thirty second tape thing. And Which, when I saw wow. that, I was like, "That's awesome." Yeah. Do you know the song? you guys are more I, familiar with this
0: than I was expecting which I, is don't, I don't remember song, but I it know was a fire fire maybe it's a song what's the song it was I fire, never so. had a dream come true That's song home, till right? the day that yeah. I met yeah. yeah. you yeah. I think I do know this song yeah. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. Take S Club 7, yeah. I like, I like that. I like that. Okay, that's so a I'll always be. I never found the words to Uh-oh. say. <laughs> no. gonna You're we don't have the one I think <laughs>
1: about each day.
0: Oh, boy.
2: Yeah, they got to do re- their I own wait, millennium show. tour type of thing. They're oh. reuniting? Yeah, so S-,
0: S Club 7 are reportedly in talks to reunite to celebrate the band's 20th anniversary next year. Yeah. Um, a source told The Sunday Mirror that the band consisting of Rachel Stevens, uh, Joe O'Meara, T- Tina Barrett, John Lee, Bradley McIntosh, and Hannah Sparrett are in early talks for an arena tour.
3: <laughs> oh shoot wow that's uh, they're assuming they're gonna fill arenas yeah, I was about to say wow <laughs> at S Club 27 wow. that's I don't know. pretty good did you see the way that's you crazy. all broke
4: down a song yeah. well, for, they got, they one, one, they got song. one song was song, song.
2: That song's they, good, maybe but. they could come to a 100 seater but they had a show <laughs> the, the thing about them though is that they had a, they had a show that I don't they had
0: like a, they a, did have a show they had a monkey style show which is oh. like a sh- a fictionalized version of them as a band mm-hmm. like <laughs> it was like they had a story and it was like it was the people and they were playing themselves, yeah. but they were fictionalized stories about them. Jonas Brothers before Jonas Brothers. I was yeah, literally yeah, yeah, going to
2: say yeah, for yeah. the for the I younger you. people, Jonas Brothers. I yeah. got you. Um, S Club I like
0: that. S Club 7 were one of the most iconic bands of the 2000s after being formed by legendary manager Simon Fuller in 1999 following his work for Spice Girls.
2: That's fire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: excited. I like that. That's, that's happy news. In video game news, the PS4 uh, is the first Sony console to outsell the Nintendo Wii. So the PlayStation 4 has officially toppled the Nintendo Wii in sales and become the second-best-selling video games console of all time, smashing the Wii's 101.63 million units sold in the lifetime of the system. Wow. The PS4 recently reached 102.8 million units sold and will continue climbing over the next several years, <laughs> even after the much-anticipated PS5 is released in 2020. Officially, the ranking is number one, PlayStation 2, with 155 million units sold, number two, PlayStation 4, with 102.8 million, Number three, PlayStation with 102.4 million, and four Nintendo Wii with 101.63 million units.
4: That's crazy. Whoa. I would've thought Nintendo would have been number one or something. Yeah. Ah yeah, the, I'm the, new.
0: The PlayStation uh has has other than the Wii, which was like that was actually the thing that people don't realize or know about is that Nintendo before the Wii, Nintendo they were really failing. N- yeah, they really hadn't had a successful console since the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. not the N64. The N64, mm-hmm. it was what? kind of a flop, mm-hmm. Pe- like people our age don't realize that because it's so nostalgic. But the Nintendo 64 actually didn't sell very well.
5: Mm-hmm. That's crazy,
2: yeah. I can't even and remember. And the game and like the GameCube
0: was a, dis- a was, huge, was a
2: flop, yeah. So bad, uh, that's what, they who, only I, had I, one I, game that people recognized. Yeah, I didn't know who made the
5: it? GameCube, but that thing.
4: Nintendo. Sucked. No,
2: yeah. what was the game that everybody recognized? For the game Smash Brothers,
3: not Smash Brothers. Oh, the, yeah, I Ma- had a friend that game. G- the, uh, there was a GoldenEye game though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Oh yeah, the, the remake one. of yeah. GoldenEye. But on that was game like C- an
2: N64 game that I guess kind of
0: transferred over. Yeah, they to, yeah. just they remade it with yeah. with Daniel Craig and, f- instead of.
2: I forgot the name of it, but it had
4: painkillers in it. It was a shooting game. Oh, Max Payne. Max Payne was that's
0: that's but that was that was a cross that was a that was also on PlayStation. It was like a cross platform, so it doesn't really. It's not okay, like it's not like a GameCube exclusive, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, Wii the GameCube, the whole
2: thing, the whole game. Yeah, the
0: Wii was was majorly successful, um, but other other than the Wii, the the PlayStation has really dominated for a long time, which is ironic because you know as we talked about a couple episodes ago, the only reason why the PlayStation exists is because Nintendo was working with Sony on a on a project and then like pulled out at the last minute and sort of motivated Sony to try to do their own system. Don't bite the hand that feeds you, man. Yeah. But at the end of the day, all is well and fine because the Nintendo Switch is, like, mega popular and successful right now. So Nintendo's, I Nintendo's, Nintendo's so doing all nuts. right.
2: I, I never would have ever thought about that. I,
0: I love I love the Nintendo Switch.
2: I thought handheld games was a thing of the past, gone with the PSP and... To see a Switch is like, to me, nah, it's nuts. Yeah, the, the
0: Switch is such a such an accessible console because it's like, you know, you can you can dock it, you can play it on your TV, and you can play it in handheld mode. And, you know, Nintendo in, in general is a very accessible company in terms of the first party games that they put out. Um, but the Switch is even more accessible because for me personally, like before the Nintendo Switch came out, I actually hadn't really gamed in like 15 years because I used to be huge into video games. But as I get older, it just there's no time. I, I I don't have time to sit at a couch and play a game. Mm-hmm. But with the Nintendo Switch, I do have time because I can pull it out and play it on a break. I can play it while I'm on a train. Mm-hmm. I can play it when I'm like bored at a family member's house or whatever. Like I, I can utilize those little moments. And is better than a uh, mobile game? Yeah, I mean y- y- yes, because of because of the because of the software support. Mm-hmm. They're making better games for the that system than they are for phones.
2: That's crazy.
4: Do you still feel like a nostalgic sense when you play the <coughs> Switch as if like you were playing a Game Boy or like the SP or something? Do you still feel the same way? It kind no, of like it's different? it's it's
0: a completely different feeling because it's like you're playing console, home console quality games so it's not okay. on a handheld device. It it feels nothing like it because it's not a handheld playing experience because it's like you know, like they just they just ported The Witcher 3 to the Switch, and The Witcher Three is this huge open world game for the PlayStation Four.
2: My last question is: Is the Switch a Wii? Bless you, bless you. What do you mean? Is the Switch? Do they call it a Switch because it's a it's both a Wii and a handheld game? No, it's just it's it's the Nintendo Switch. Because you can switch it from
5: TV to handheld.
2: But are you? Can you play Wii games on the Switch? No, unless unless they TV? unless they port.
0: The game? No, it's 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 it has its own. Oh, wait! So the Switch is games. all okay.
5: is, it's it's purely downloaded games. There's no no. Physical. They
0: just they, they're they have cartridges. Oh, and, but, okay. But they're proprietary gotcha. to the Nintendo Switch, and I they, know, they, I know they that. The, the games are made specifically for the Switch. Can so cool. you
5: can you can you use them in uh, in those little other handheld ones from Nintendo? The like the 3D. What is it called? No, Nintendo. Okay, no, hmm.
0: the 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 graphics processor. And the hardware for a 3DS is not nearly as good as
5: the Switch. Gotcha. Okay.
0: That's crazy. Um, so uh, in honor – this I thought this was pretty cool. In honor of uh, the 40th anniversary of the Happy Meal, uh, <laughs> McDonald's is going to be releasing uh, a limited run for five days, November 7th through the 11th, of throwback Happy Meal toys. Uh-huh. In in the Happy Meals. So McDonald's recently a series of throwback toys in their Happy Meals, each of the five days for the 40th anniversary of the Happy Meal. Um, there aren't many details now, but there's a list of the toys that will be part of the promotion. So these are all the toys that are going to be part of this promotion, or at least some of them. Maybe that maybe they haven't announced them all yet or whatever. But um, uh, a burger that transforms into a little house play set. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The Chicken McNugget figures. Which those little, you know, they those those were like back in the '80s. They had the little Chicken McNugget characters, and they had the toys. Um, A little Happy Meal box that transforms into a dinosaur. I think so far these are definitely like more '80s because I don't remember these as well. Um, uh, A Grimace figure, (laughs) a Hamburglar figure, um, a stock car toy, which they used to do like they used to do cars all the time in Happy Meals. Um, A Bugs Bunny from Space Jam toy.
4: That's the one. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. Lou just lost it. it. Yep. <laughs> that was the most emotional. Yeah. That was like,
0: that fun. was a Rambo that's level. Crazy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's past Rambo. That's past Rambo. Yeah. I have like a, I used to watch it all the time as a kid. So I want to, get. I'm going to go um, get that. One. They're
0: going to have a Beanie Baby toy. They're going to have a My Little Pony toy. Oh. Uh-huh. They're going to have a Furby toy. That's cool. They're going to have a Power Ranger toy. They're going to have a Hello Kitty toy. This is for Tyler. They're going to have a Tamagotchi.
2: No way. Yay. I was just reading about them That's yesterday. That's
0: exciting. Um They're going to have a Mickey from Fantasia figure and a 101 Dalmatians toy, which distinctively, it's a toy from the 1996 live action 101 Dalmatians movie. Oh, okay. Because mm. I do remember that there was a huge Happy Meal toy tie-in with that movie.
4: Is that Tomo? so is Bell it going to be Street? randomized? No. Oh, Glenn. Glenn Close. Damn it. Are people gonna Damn be able it. to pick which ones they want?
0: <laughs> I would imagine no, because it's it's only five days. So there's yeah. they're gonna be available for five days, but there's 15
2: toys. So it's probably gonna be random. McDonald's does a, does a great job at at giving you those memories, you know, because I, I literally was at McDonald's the other day um just thinking about what it was like when they had the GameCube there. Yeah. Uh the ball pit, you know, upstairs, wow. and you could go do all that kind of stuff. It was like beyond a uh, fast food place and the toys and all that stuff they really they do a great job at and making you like think fondly back on
5: they did great that times. they did that because they knew they had a terrible product for you and they knew if they could you keep the, chill, bro. If they could keep the kids in the store you, you see he
0: doesn't he doesn't it? he doesn't uh, get it this is the Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff. thing all over there <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a good man. I
5: don't the 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 cyber skin is what is that? What you're getting get?
0: No, the fact that like we saw an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and you just thought like, why did they cast oh, this okay, guy? Because gotcha. you just you don't understand why he's so great because you didn't grow up whenever he was the biggest movie star in the world.
5: Yeah, you're you're doing that nostalgia thing.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how nostalgic the food is. I hadn't had it's the same. Uh, I hadn't had McDonald's in years. Like I, I probably I literally probably haven't eaten McDonald's uh, since I was. In like high school or earlier, because mm-hmm. um, I kind of stopped eating fast food. Uh, but recently, uh, I've I've gotten uh, McDonald's because my wife actually likes McDonald's, so we've <laughs> we've gotten it on road trips a couple times, and it's it's so crazy because I don't even eat meat anymore. So we've gone to McDonald's and like we've gotten like just the the uh, the burger like just like you basically order a cheeseburger with the meat on the side and we give the meat to our dog hmm. and so I've just eaten like the McDonald's cheeseburger with just the bun mm. and the cheese and then the pickles and the onions and the the fancy ketchup or whatever yeah yeah and even without the meat you take one bite of that and you're just transported back to your childhood
2: yeah okay. I mean I haven't had I haven't had a, a McDonald's burger in about Maybe eight or nine years, but I know what it tastes like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like I can imagine.
4: I'm shocked they got you that, you that sauce. You just glazed over the fact that he just said he just eats the bun. No, I I recognize no, yeah. that a
0: lot of people were gonna think of that as like that's odd. What, what does it taste like? Uh, no, I, it. it I have, that, that's the thing. It still tastes it tastes like- exactly like the yeah. burger without it because a lot of the flavor, I'm not I no it doesn't act take exact I'm not saying like you could take the meat out and it's the same or whatever, but I mean the flavor of it, it's yeah, the yeah. same. Well, there's the yeah. sauce and, because it's right. like you you don't realize how much the you don't realize what um how much work the ketchup and the pickle are doing
2: in mm. the overall flavor absolutely of right. of the of the burger. Yeah. It's definitely a there's a consistency there. Yeah. They they do a great job at that. And that's you know when it comes down to things that make you feel nostalgic, it's like the taste and the smell and the way things look, but especially the smell of things, it just brings you back to a yeah. different time. I don't want to say yeah. better time, but it's just a
5: different time. Different time. My friend gets uh, Big Macs without the meat, and she she says it tastes just like it. It's just the same exact yeah.
0: thing. Not to say that it's the same without the meat, Right. I'm just saying like the flavor of it that's nostalgic. It doesn't really. Gotcha, it. Gotcha. The, yeah. the ketchup and the pickle are doing a lot of the heavy lifting.
5: Word. People that pick pickles off of McDonald's food scare me. I don't get it. Word. It has to be on there.
0: Yeah, uh, couple, couple, uh, la- last couple of stories. Um, so, uh, John Witherspoon, legendary comedic actor, uh, passed away at at the age of seventy seven. Uh, very sad. Uh, beloved comedic actor. Played played Craig's dad. He played, played a lot of dads. Yeah, Pops. played Craig's dad Pops. in in Friday in the Friday movies. Um, he was the father of Char- Char- uh, Sean and Marlon Waynes, yeah. Pops, Pops and the Wayans Brothers. Uh, he played Gramps in the Boondocks, many That's more.
5: Boomerang, so, my favorite. Yeah, I, I I know this is, I mean, it's super sad, but how are they going to do the Boondocks now? I
0: don't know. Are they going to? They might, I, honestly, like. I feel like they should cancel I f- it. I feel like they might because that, yeah, that sure. show is so, like, creator-driven and so, you know, it's not a thing that you just do for the sake of doing. Right. Like. I feel like this might actually influence them to cancel it.
4: Is is that because he's influential as a writer, or is this his voice? Just his voice. I mean, just like get somebody else to. I
0: feel like that. It's they wouldn't. They. I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like they wouldn't do it. It
5: would feel Mm -hmm. cheap. I feel like (laughs) just to like kind of have somebody replace him as a voice actor because he he brought he brings a lot. He's so
0: integral to it, Mm -hmm. and it's not like it's being brought back by just a. You know, a corporation who's just doing it for the cashing in on nostalgia. Like it's being helmed by all of the original team. So I
2: feel like this is powerful enough to give them pause. Of like, do yeah. we do we do this? There's that. There's Black Jesus too. He was in Black Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's really, uh, it's really sad to hear because it happens just so suddenly. And he 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 was he had more plans. You know, he had more more to do, and uh, just to see somebody who. You know, probably was, was thinking about waking up tomorrow, just go do more work, just to make us all laugh again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Super just sad.
5: To, do we have, uh,
2: gotta,
0: we gotta all put some hot sauce on our burritos, baby. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna spend an extra 15 in the bathroom just for him. my favorite part. What does to coordinate? Constantly in the bathroom on Friday?
0: Yeah. Um, another passing. Uh, legendary and infamous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans passed away at 89. Um, uh, he was, he was, uh, he was a, he was a big producer in the seventies and, uh, he sort of, uh, fell from grace for a couple of reasons and actually has a very small body of work. Uh, but he did produce some of the most iconic films of that decade. Um, larger than life film producer, Robert Evans, Passed away in his home in Los Angeles at 89. He was a producer of such films as Chinatown, Marathon Man, Urban Cowboy, Popeye, and The Cotton Club. He was one of the biggest producers in Hollywood until a drug scandal and a murder charge got him blackballed from the industry. Uh, Not a murder charge like he was. I'll go into it. So uh, Evans began his career in in a successful business venture with his brother selling women's apparel. In 1956, while on a business trip, he was by chance spotted by actress Norma Shearer who thought he would be right to play the role of her late husband Irving Thalberg uh, in Man of a Thousand Faces. Uh, thus, he began a brief film acting career. In 1962, <laughs> Evans decided to go into film producing instead, using his accumulated wealth from the clothing business and, be, uh, and began a meteoric rise in the industry. He was installed as the head of Paramount Pictures in 1967. While there, he improved the ailing Paramount's fortunes through a string of commercially and critically acclaimed films. In 1974, he stepped down in order to produce his own films. In 1980, Evan's career and life took a downturn after he pleaded guilty to cocaine trafficking. Um, Over the next 12 years, he produced only two films, both financial flops, The Cotton Club and the Chinatown sequel, The Two Jakes, in 1993. He began to produce films on a more regular basis with a mixed track record that included both flops, such as Jade in 1995, and hits, such as How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days in 2003, his final film credit. Um, he got his heart start as head of production at Paramount by purchasing the rights to a 1966 novel titled *The Detective*, which Evans made into a movie starring Frank Sinatra, <laughs> Lee Remick, Jack Klugman, Robert Duvall, and Jacqueline Jacqueline Bisset in 1968. Fun fact: *The Detective* this movie uh, is is based on a book that has a sequel, and that sequel was was eventually made into *Die Hard*. Yep, *Die Hard* is an adaptation of a book that is a sequel to this film. And because of this fact, because of uh, contracts, when they went into production to make Die Hard, based on just grandfathered contractual obligations, before they could cast John McClane, the character that Bruce Willis plays, they had to technically offer the role to an 80-year-old Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Yep. Before they they had just through... Contractual obligations, they had to offer it to him first. And if 80 year old Frank Sinatra had said yes, then either he would be John McClane or they probably just wouldn't have made the movie. But of course, he was like, No, yeah. and
2: That's Bruce Willis awesome. wouldn't have been Bruce Willis. That's awesome, yeah,
0: yeah, Yippee it's crazy. Kay-kay. So, uh, wait, can I tell my story yeah, yeah, about yeah,
2: it? yeah,
3: this is uh. A story about Robert Evans that has nothing to do with uh, film or his uh, productivity as a filmmaker. It has to do with copious amounts of cocaine. So in 1980, uh, he gets arrested for uh, having cocaine, and it's $19,000 worth of cocaine in 1980. So that's just a huge, huge amount of cocaine.
1: Okay.
3: And it's such a big amount that they're like, we're arresting you for trafficking. Not possession, trafficking. And so he goes into court, pleads guilty. He's like, yeah, I'm guilty. I had the cocaine. I wasn't trafficking. That's just how much cocaine I use. <laughs> wow. He was Damn. like, I'm, I'm a producer. I'm an entertainer. I use these for parties. I don't sell it. This is what I use in my daily life. And he got away with it.
2: Yeah, he didn't do any jail time?
3: Didn't do any jail time.
2: No probation or
3: nothing? No, what he had to do, which gets even more ridiculous because... Oh, that, okay. So what he had to do was, uh, instead of any jail time, the judge is like, okay, you need to create a, a public service announcement anti-drug campaign, and that'll be your penance. So... Uh, Robert Evans got all his Hollywood friends together like Paul Newman and then like all these random stars from the 80s like Scott Baio and Henry Winkler and Bob Hope and all these fans – all these uh, uh, famous people and came up with this anti-drug campaign that ran on NBC for a whole week and it was called Get High on Yourself. And it was basically one week of like to kids – Hey, you don't have to do drugs. You can just get high on yourself. And they had a whole song that you can go on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and go, Robert Evans, get high on yourself. You will see a six-minute video of a song called Get High on Yourself with all these stars singing it. And it's batshit crazy. And you will look at it and go, "Wow, they were on cocaine yep. while they were that's shooting this anti-cocaine campaign." Way.
5: I was just gonna say, like, if you work with um, Frank Sinatra at that time, there was a chance you were just a crook. Like, you were you were in the pocket of uh, the mob yeah. with, with him. Like, there's no reason those things happened. And Frank Sinatra is not a good actor. Like,
0: that's not true. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's but, a performer
3: but more but importantly, <laughs> more importantly, he Robert Evans got away of uh, getting out of jail time for trafficking <laughs> by saying, this is my personal stash. Mm. Uh, don't make me go to jail. Let me do this stupid video. He had to pay $400,000 for it of his own money. Uh, and uh, just get high on yourself. I'll you put know. a link in the show notes to
0: that video, but it's you got to watch it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure yeah. I'm going to be doing a video <laughs> I, on it.
3: I watch it probably once every two months. Oh, my gosh. It's that... Funny, I and do. That, just I do. bizarre.
4: It kept you away from the party candy. they <laughs> just right. like, the party it kept, candy kept me away
3: from the sugar
0: booger.
5: Yeah. The sugar booger. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs>
0: he was obviously a super controversial figure. I mean, it's definitely not like as it's definitely not as sad as John Witherspoon. it's, no, not, like, it's not. It's not like right. oh, what a great man, and it's he'll be missed or whatever. But he was one of those larger than life figures that it just really it kind of like puts these things into perspective because he's like one of those guys that you just he just you think he's gonna live forever. He's just one of those personalities that
3: Yeah he became more of just, an icon. Yeah,
0: that, really, that, yeah so when he when somebody like that dies, you're just like fuck, I am I'm getting old.
5: Do you yeah. guys uh see it as like um a piece of old Hollywood dying? No, because uh, like, yeah, it, like so him
0: he's not one of those installations of like he had like fifty years of a career. Well like his right. his career was actually very short lived. He because fast. because of that because of the yeah. issues okay. he had like what about
2: this murder five, charge five yeah that's he, what I, I want yeah, to, back so, to so, yeah so yeah, so
0: yeah so he uh, so Evans was introduced to a the- theatrical impresario Roy Raden, a producer of traveling musical and comedy reviews by cocaine dealer Karen Greenberger, A.K.A. Lonnie Jacobs. Raden was trying to break into the film industry with a movie about the legendary New York's nightclub the Col- the Cotton Club. Raden's financial situation was reportedly quite challenged due to both him. Uh, him both neglecting his live tours and drug-related situations. The deal arranged on the film The Cotton Club mandated that Evans and Raiden establish a production company in which each would own forty-five percent of the film, with the remaining ten percent split between these two between two other parties. Raiden offered Greenberger uh, a fifty-thousand-dollar finder's fee for her efforts, which she found unsatisfactory. As the Cotton Club film financing was being arranged, the thirty-three-year-old Raiden was murdered in 1983. Contract killer William Menzer uh, M- uh, was among four people sentenced for shooting Raiden multiple times in the head and using dynamite to make identification by authorities more challenging. At the trial, Karen Greenberger was convicted of second-degree murder and kidnapping. Her involvement was said to be over fear of being cut out of producers' ro- out of the out of uh, a producer's role and potential profits from the Cotton Club. As a result, the murder court case of Raiden was dubbed the Cotton Club murder trial. Under the advice of his attorney, Robert Shapiro. Evans refused to testify yep. during a May 1989 preliminary hearing, invoking the Fifth Amendment to avoid incriminating himself. Police reports have been submitted to attain, uh, had had been submitted to obtain search warrants in indicating indicated at least two witnesses said Evans was involved in the Raiden murder. And at one point, Karen Greenberger said that she was lovers with uh, with Evans, and obviously he denied that whole thing. But there is a slight possibility that he was involved in a conspiracy to murder this producer.
3: Which is even more amazing because Khan Club was a huge Yeah, tank. it was all over nothing. Yeah. It was all over huge, nothing. It's a terrible oh, movie.
0: It was all over nothing. Yeah.
5: Now, um, uh, Shapiro, he, he defended OJ. Yes. Yeah. If you hire that guy, you're guilty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just fact. Just fact.
0: Uh, so final story of the day, um, a huge underground bootleg action figurine busted up in China. Um, a huge ring of bootlegged anime action figures was busted up in China. Shanghai police have seized one million fake toys after raiding a factory in the city of uh, Dongguan. Uh, according to Chinese site The Paper. Including among the fakes were included among the fakes were, the, were Pokemon, Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Gundam items. Uh, the massive raid took place this past August and netted over twelve hundred toy making tools and equipment. China News reports that uh, reports that in total the goods are worth over forty two million dollars. Over twenty suspects were arrested. Chinese Cite the Paper and Six Tone report that Bandai Namco was so pleased with the Shanghai police that it sent a gold-plated unicorn gundam as a gesture of thanks. <laughs> so
2: they always uh, try to keep a brother down. They I, do it they're, I,
0: it. they're doing it they're doing it different over there. Yeah. We're talking about drug busts and <laughs> and cocaine plea deals. Over in over in China and Japan, they're bussing up. Dragon Ball
2: crime rings. Um, But also, trying to make some money to feed their
5: kids. (laughs) Also, I would like to point out that this would make an amazing Toy Story sequel. Oh. If the toy ring was other toys and it's like they're, they're making like woody knockoffs and they these toys got to go over there. And just don't, like give mil, don't give you've them your million, million dollar you've, a,
0: you've immediately redeemed yourself I, for thank you everything thank you. That you've said <laughs> This is the
5: thank best you. thing you've thank ever you. done. Uh, next week we're going to have somebody else on the podcast so I don't ruin it. I'll yeah. see you guys next That's time. Nice. You're
2: giving out a million dollars of ideas That's here. That's genius. Cut this out, Stephen D. Alright everybody, thank you for <laughs>
0: listening. Uh, if you're listening to this and you like the show and you have not yet done this, please consider subscribing to our channel. We're available on most major podcast uh, distribution platforms. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, so on and so forth. Um, if you if you like the show and you think you have a friend that might enjoy it, go ahead and share it with them and see if they might be interested in taking a listen. Um, if you want to find out more about uh, the show and what we do uh, there's a couple places you can join our Facebook group which is Nostalgia if you search for Nostalgia in Facebook groups on Facebook that's our that's our Facebook group where you can get more up to date news on the podcast as well as some other content we make um, we also have the official at Nostalgia uh, Facebook page and at Nostalgia Instagram channel so check out those pages on Facebook and Instagram we post a lot of cool uh, Nostalgia content and we you know also give updates and stuff on the podcast Um, If you have any questions or you want to make a comment and have it read on the podcast, you can email us at NostalgiaCastPod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if you like the show and you want to support us in other ways, um, you know, this is totally not uh, required, but if you want to, you can become a fan uh, for $4.99 a month and you will get access to bonus content, like more reviews of other shows that we don't talk about on the main podcast. and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so if you go to the nostalgia Facebook page and, you know, find the, the little button to become a fan, pay 4.99, you get access to all kinds of additional content.
4: You better do
2: it.
0: Thanks for listening. <laughs>